The third time is the charm. Welcome back to the Inner Circle Jerks, where, contrary to popular belief, we don't have all of the inside information, but we do have something you don't, and that is common sense. As always, I am one of your hosts, Aries Edge, from the Dish and Up Clicks Facebook page, and with me, as always, the jackhammer of judging, Joe Pangrazio from Clicks Nexus. Joe, how are we doing for the trifecta of questions? I'm just I'm just staring at the thing, waiting for the timer to start, because it's just telling me you're recording the call. <laughs> oh, let's you're go! Just a complete fuck yeah, it. The, the timer fuck won't it. start on your end. We're good. We're good to go. We're recording, sir. We'll hope so. And we haven't bogged down yet, because if we do, oh. I'm shot putting. <laughs> all of the technology out the window and we're going from there this is what holds us back is we're too honest like like a professional podcast would just pretend like this is the first time they're recording and we're like no we're frustrated we're gonna show that frustration we're gonna tell you we're frustrated why won't the timer start (laughs) it's not gonna start on your end dummy because when you were recording i don't see the time no really people yes I normally see the time when you record. This is what people tune in for. That is this us is explaining how Skype calls work. Content right here. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Oh. What do we got today? We got questions. We got rotation. We got wrestling. We got wrestling to go over. I went and saw Barbie. Uh, what else? I think you went and saw the. the the turtles? Did we talk yep. about turtles yet? I don't know if we talked I about. I feel like toitles. you and I did, but I don't think we. Did I don't know if we, I don't think we talked about it on the show. I don't know. What else has dropped? Ahsoka. We had two episodes of Ahsoka that dropped I as well. I didn't watch. I didn't watch that. I don't okay, care. Okay, we can. She can just go fuck herself <laughs> with both lightsabers. Here, 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 hold on. Here's what we'll talk about Ahsoka. So my buddy was super into Rebels. Watched all the Rebels. Watched all the Clone Wars. Blah 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 blah. We were talking, we recorded our Batman podcast the other day. And he goes, I really liked it. He goes, I think if you didn't watch all of Rebels, you don't know what's going on. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, all right, cool. So I'm just not going to watch it. Cool. Fair enough. No. Um, I had the same issue. Uh, my son is a huge fan of Rebels and Clone War. And I didn't, I, it was more his time when that yeah. all like was going on. Like I, wasn't diving into it. it i think there's i'll have to find the link but there was one really good youtube um like 30 minute video that broke down exactly everything that was going on where you and by the end of it i was like that's a shit ton of information and it was a lot in the one thing but i know like the key players i understand why we're doing the whole like hey we have another star map to go find stuff with (laughs) except it's not luke this time and it's not you know it's like so it's like okay we're just gonna continually reuse star maps but i was like all right so i understand why this person's kind of upset and i understand why it's so like brooding and off stand you know so Little little research goes a long way. So anybody that wants to be like, nah, like, do the fucking research. Like, stop you. The only well, you're complaining about getting too much good shit. Like, right. here's my other thing about why I'm just I'm probably just not gonna watch it. 
And it, I'm sure it's great. I'm just probably not going to watch it. Come on, Rosario Dawson. I know. I love Rosario Dawson. In the heat of but, the moment, she might accidentally go ask him out. Inappropriate. Inappropriate. That's um, Clerks 2 for anybody. Go watch yeah. Clerks 2. Spoiler alert for Clerks 3. Have you watched Clerks 3 yet? I haven't. Then I'm I not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. Kevin Smith um, already already spoiled it on this week's Fat Man Beyond. Oh, did he? When After he told this me time? the certain person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay. ah! Yeah, because that caught me off guard. I was very, it, it, it was emotional. Um, I, I'm sure I'll still be. I got emotional during Barbie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Becoming a softie in my old age. Or I'm just not such a misogynistic asshole as I used to be. Or there's yeah, that. Either, or a little of both. A little of both. Um, a little column A, a little column B. Yeah, you know. But I really didn't care for Obi-Wan. So that's where I'm like, you know what? Ooh. They're just doing stuff. Yeah. I it, Yeah. We don't need to get into it. But <laughs> I did not care for like. And again, I like Ewan McGregor. Uh, I was happy they got Hayden to come back because I've always felt bad yes. for Hayden. But like, I was just like, no, nah, I, di- I didn't need this. It would have been fine just never happening. I'm okay with that. So I, that's where I'm like, maybe they're just doing stuff I don't want to be a part of. That's all. And that's mm, fine. Uh, mm, the story itself of going to like find Leia probably didn't need. Uh, Ewan getting another bite at Obi and then Hayden Christensen kind of being welcomed back and finally getting like his like just do's we, mm-hmm. we we definitely needed that i feel well like for somebody who enjoyed and like honestly <laughs> did fantastic with the character like i think fan it's the same thing with like jar jar binks like he did exactly what the character was supposed to do people shit on him for it and he kind yeah, of got yeah. his he got his you know his just do being the Jedi that saved Grogu. Yeah. Because spoiler alert, the guy, the gentleman who plays and voiced Jar Jar Binks, um, was also the the uh, Jedi who saved Grogu from the temple. So in uh, Mando season three, I think it was technically season three in Mando. Yes, it I was can't. the flashback scene of yeah. the younglings just getting murked. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he... but yeah, mm. no, it's 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 my issue that I had with Rogue One because spoiler alert, I didn't like Rogue One either. I wasn't um, yeah, I don't now, mind you, and I say this as somebody who was the nerd that read all the bo- the expanded universe books mm. in like the 90s and the 2000s that read all this stuff about all these other things. I don't like that for Star Wars and I don't like when Marvel does it, too, to be fair when we go back and try to like fit more story in between story we already have. So like when some people were like, Oh my God, rogue one literally ends right at the beginning of a new hope. That's amazing. I went, that's dumb because there's like, you're just literally butting up as close as possible rather than exploring this entire universe that just has acreage and acreage of plot. And instead we're going back to this five minutes and being like, well, we could fit another three seconds of story in here where you weren't exactly looking where we wanted you to. And that's what I don't like about Obi-Wan is that it's like we knew Obi-Wan ends clo- uh, to Revenge of the Sith. 
drops Luke off, watches over Luke, becomes a fucking desert wizard. Desert and then, wizard? Yeah, I mean, that's what they call him. Um, a hermit crab. <laughs> and we don't, like, he doesn't adventure again until A New Hope. And then they do the show and they're like, well, actually, he does. And it's like, okay, why? Like, if you want to tell more Obi-Wan stories, you can go back and that's what Clone Wars is for. Or recast and have a young Obi-Wan and you have him be Qui-Gon's apprentice. Like, why do we have to keep, like, fitting mm. in this moment where it's... Like, and like and the other I story like I don't like, the other part of the story I don't like is that Vader, that Vader and Obi-Wan meet and Vader just kicks his ass the first time they meet each other. I'm like, okay, cool. Why are we here? I mean, no, and that's uh, me being a cranky old fan. Like I acknowledge that. I'm not saying yeah. that I'm right. I'm just saying my feelings because part of what I always liked in A New Hope is when they because I was fine with the prequels. I didn't. I enjoyed the prequels. I didn't shit on the prequels when they happened. I'm like, it's more Star Wars. Let's go. Yeah, but like I liked the the headcanon of. In New Hope, when they're on the Death Star, now everyone's tuning out. They're like, they're talking oh, about, yeah, they're talking Star, about Wars. Star Wars. Um, it's a hero click Star Wars podcast now. <laughs> but when they're on, and Obi-Wan and Vader meet, and they're just kind of like fainting mm-hmm. at each other, and they're not really fighting. And it's because, yeah, because if you watch shit in order, the last time these two met, Obi-Wan cut his motherfucker in half and lit him on fire. So he's like, oh, yeah. oh shit, I don't want to get lit on fire again. I don't see how that's possible. But I don't want that. Obi-Wan's like, fuck, I'm old. I don't think I can fight this guy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's, he turned and that's me great. into a charcoal briquette. And then you just piss on that when you're like, yeah, but they actually met like twice. And this is the rubber match. So like what? And it's like, no, like. But it still makes sense, though, because like they're both one for one, though. Because nah, it's like fuck that. you have like I turned you into a charcoal briquette. And cut off three of your four limbs, and the other one, like you kind of bested me as well. So now, like, we still know exactly, like, oh, okay, cool, like, I whooped your ass, and now you've gotten way stronger than I thought you could yet. So we're still kind of like afraid of one another. But then, but then again, they might fight another 17 times, though. So who knows? That's just it. The more we keep doing it, that's where it's going to ha- – because they can't help themselves. But like I it, still – I want I want that, though. I want – That's just – I don't. I Those old – I'm good. Those old trilogies, like, this, like the lightsaber fighting is so bad. So if I have the opportunity to see, like, them have good duels, let's go. But also, or, Mark Bernard but, brings up a great point, a fantastic point, and he's right. like, the, the Jedi and the Sith and, like, the whole, like, wielding a lightsaber was kind of, like, based off of samurais. Yeah. So why are we having these guys just, like, bomb, 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 like, just banging lightsabers where in samurais, every single blow was a kill blow, and either it was blocked or... Or you died. So, like, why don't we just have, like, <clears throat> bum, 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 and that person's dead? Because every single strike should be trying to kill the other person, not just pew, 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 trying to, like, dance with one another. And that's like, why 
like if I had the magic wand, I always talk about the magic wand. If I had the magic wand, let's go back fucking Knights of the Old Republic. Let's oh, cast wow. Ewan McGregor as some Jedi or a Sith. Let him have fun. Let's cast Hayden as a Jedi or Sith. Like have them still be inverted, mm. completely different characters. So we get to the enjoyment of seeing them in those roles, but we don't know what's going to happen when they meet. Like when they meet Obi-Wan, we know Vader lives. We know Obi-Wan lives. There is no drama to the interaction because we know they both have to survive to a new hope. You put them in a completely different scenario. Mm. All of a sudden it's like, oh shit, what's going to happen? And like the fan in you still gets to be like, oh shit, Obi-Wan killed Vader or oh shit, Vader killed Obi-Wan. Cause you like, you see them and you're able to have that extra layer of fun. And to your point, that's where let's go real wild, go completely out. So it's people that have no established fighting style. Have a fucking like China or uh, what do I want to say? Chinese cinema, like where the battles in their mind, like they're using the force to feel each other out for that killing oh. blow. So like you get this whole big crazy fight, da, 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 and then all of a sudden it zooms out to like real life, and that one strike goes through. Like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon style. Yeah, of, like... they've done it so many times in samurai mm. films in general. So that's what I'm saying, like that kind of flair where it's like it's their their te- like you know. But that's where you have to remove it because like Vader has to fight a certain way, or someone's gonna get mad. Just like they're like Vader doesn't have a kill switch on his lightsaber. Whatever, stupid arguments don't matter. <laughs> So completely remove it. Just get away from all of that. And like, let's just have some crazy other shit. I want just the the biggest massacre of all massacres of all time is I want them to cast uh, Dave Bautista okay. as Darth Bane okay. and have the Jedi Sith Wars and literally just have him drop. What was it called? Like the thought bomb or like whatever it was and just literally oh, yeah. wipe out all of. Like the Sith and like the Sith just plop, and it's just him and his. But that's what I was, like that would be so much fun to have the actual Give like me... the Sith when they were not the t- what led to the forming of the Rule of Two. So you mm-hmm. have this army of just Dark Force users, and like if you do it as a TV show or if you do it as a movie, who cares? Because mm-hmm. like you're creating all these characters that are just gonna fucking turn on each just other, just gonna die, and there's so many like backstabby politics. And, and like, you that, mm-hmm. you can do such different stories because mm-hmm. like you still have the Jedi like depending on when you're doing it either they aren't aware or they're just trying to control the chaos like no, you know they were pick both, the timelines do them both I'm saying they, do them both when they were both on the same planet where the, oh, the Jedi like, yeah where one half yeah, yeah. of the planet was the Jedi Temple and the other half was the Sith Temple like, but that's what I mean that's why I want stop mining this this ground that we've already mined. Let's do different shit and explore all this lore that can be so fun. That's and that's this is the conversation I have with uh, my buddy Chris when we do our Batman podcast, but we don't talk about it on the show as much because that's a Batman podcast. We only talk about Star Wars a little bit, um, <laughs> but that's just it. Where it's like that's what everyone loved about Mando season one, and that's what the powers that be mm. didn't learn. Mando was nobody. He was just this random guy yep. in the cool suit that we all liked. He was Boba Fett without any of the baggage. He was Boba Fett, but actually doing like bounty hunter shit. Yeah. And, and what did they like, do? What did yeah. they do? Well, we got to put the Jedi in there and then we have to tie it back to this cartoon. We have to put all the baggage back on. And then people are like, I don't like this show so much. It's like, yes, because you're putting all this baggage on 
that we didn't want. <laughs> nah, people. Mandalorian is still by far. Oh, the, it's the, still the what people love, but like people were expecting shine... Boba Fett to be more like Mandalorian. Yeah, and Boba just got old fast, and it was like, wow. But then there's and... people. But I mean, people are bitching about Bo Katan. Like maybe Bo Katan is now the star of Mandalorian. We don't know because we don't know what season four is going to be. But again, because she's the leader of Mandalore. It's called the Mandalorian. It's not called Din Djarin. I, listen, I so agree like, with you. Need to understand. But I'm saying that's where, it's like this Boba Fett. It's, this is the argument I made with the Boba Fett season. I go, what people loved about Boba Fett before all this other shit was he looked really cool and he kept the helmet on. Mm-hmm. So what they tried to do to distance him from Ginger Inn was have him take his helmet off all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, cool, I get it, but you're killing the part that pe- of the character that people loved, which was he's this motherfucker behind this mask, so he looks cold-blooded as hell because mm-hmm. you can't tell what his expression is, and he's just murking people. But, but instead, that was the thing just, that, that people loved with him in The Mandalorian, though. He didn't have his helmet on, but that one fight scene, he just whooped everyone's ass with a gaffy stick. And then, yeah. like, when he got his own show, like, he wanted to all of a sudden, like, run a democracy and like i'm gonna take things over and i'm gonna do things you know like i'm gonna like no dude we came for you to like to do this weird like ne- like leany shit and shoot a rocket out of your back like we're, like it's the most like like weirdest like shooting a rocket of all time anyways this is a hero clicks podcast one last thing I really believe that the creators behind Mandalorian are have just set a goal for themselves that they're going to justify 50-year-old toy design because in season one they have the troop carrier that was a toy that was never seen in anything and that comes that's what when they're holed up in the bar Mm -hmm. that's what that's what shows up they have boba fett do the stupid lean over and shoot Mm -hmm. the fucking rocket they have they had another ship too that was one of the toys that everyone's like what the fuck is this thing like i'm like i'm convinced they're just trying to get as many toys that made no sense into the show to make themselves laugh and i approve of that Absolutely. Have a little tongue in cheek. I mean, come on. Bill Burr is now like candidate. <laughs> from Space stuff. Boston. From Space yeah. Boston. Let me tell you something. I lost a lot of people. Hey, man, though, we got to stop hitting all these bumps. That was my favorite part. It, Do you, did you see that, though? No, that there, there was a war on that character's Wikipedia page that his home planet was Space Boston. And they would change it back. And they're like, no, no. It's Space Boston. And I think they ended up leaving it that way. Like, yeah, fine. It's Space Boston. You have to like, but he's, he's a Southie. So you have to be like, he's from, he's from South Tatooine. But you have to spell it like that though. So it's like T-A-T-W-E-E-N. I'm from South Tatooine. Like, that's what you need to like, do something like that. The last thing, the last thing. From This will, this will be the good joke to get us out of this fucking topic. The only thing that will make it worth Darth Vader coming back is if someone beats him with pocket sand because he hates sand. That That's what will make Darth Vader coming back one more time worth it. If someone just throws sand in his helmet and he just freaks the fuck out because he hates sand so much. <laughs> I mean, it's like snakes to Indiana Jones. Except Vader's just a, a psychopath. I yes, mean, he killed killed children's. So, yeah. A little bit. Yeah, you know, a little bit. So hero clicks, we got stuff going on, right? Maybe. I don't know. Rotation's happening. We haven't talked yeah. about that, so let's get people mad at us about talking about rotation. There we go. Shit's moving.
So rotation for the modern age will People officially were big mad too about this, huh? I know. I want so as of September 18th, literally the Monday after Worlds mm-hmm. for WizKids official events. This is what's leaving modern age. Um, I'll go real quick. Five figure booster sets from Fantastic Four to Disney Plus. That's that's easier. People can conceive of that better. Mm-hmm. Fast Forces pack. Anything that's a step. Anything that's connected to any of those sets, which all of these are, cool starter sets. Um, Battlegrounds, Avengers vs. Master of Evil. That's something people may have forgot about. That's getting rotated. Micro sets, the unpainted deep cuts, Fantastic Four, the Eternals movie, Gravity Feed, and the Fantastic Four storyline OP, which includes everyone's favorite, Legacy Thanos. That's rotating. Later, bitch. And convention exclusives and limited edition game elements, the tire stack and barrel from the WKOs in 2020. Love it. That That's it. Now, the important thing to note there is that Pixie which some people uh, pixie quicksilver and wanda are not mm-hmm. rotating nope still in which some people complained about last year why are we getting all these old le's well here's your answer they're not rotating them because mm-hmm. things happen so they're giving them longer in rotation also as i know you pointed out one of the groups galactus is not rotating yes so 100 so, percent. this is how i feel rotations should be handled when it comes to things that I'm going to call premium um, premium product. So when I say premium products, just so everyone's on the same page as me, I mean your con exclusives, your figures like Galactus that you're, you're purchasing just them at a premium, your iconics, your like hellfire galas, those kinds of things. I feel as though the premium items that we are spending a little extra dollars on because we're also getting some some quality from them as well. The paint jobs are better. The uh, the figure sculpts are better. Things like that. I feel like we should be getting a lot more longevity out of. Uh, and it looks like WizKids is doing that because we still have a lot of con exclusives that are going to be hanging around and being able to be played. So that's fantastic. I have one sitting here and I got to double check on it now. To see if this is actually going to be staying in rotation as well, because now so, I don't know I don't have the card for it. Uh, Superman Prime is he still in, or is he, did he rotate last year? He might have already rotated. I think he might have. Um, yes, that's, that's that actually. I think that's a 2019 or there. It's a yeah, that's when I got him. Yes. Um, I'm gonna double. I'm still gonna double check because fuck it, why not? I mean, yeah, I mean, let's at least like, okay, let's share all of the con exclusive stuff that will be staying in that maybe you forgot about that might be, you know, getting a second chance at the Apple to be uh, kind of good in the different uh, tournaments that we have going on these days. Ooh. Oh, um, yeah, no, he already rotated. Yeah, I thought so. Damn it. Still going for a good dollar, though. He's going for that. I think he still goes for like 100 bucks. So, yeah, because somehow none of them made it out into the wild somehow. Mm. Mm. But, yeah, and to, for those that don't remember when we're talking about longer arcs in um, modern, 
I always bring it up, and I found it at one point, the original article. Um, the original, quote-unquote, big figures, the Sentinel and Sinestro. Oh, God. Were, were supposedly never going to retire. Yeah. Like, that. they're also pre, they were pre-retirement or, like, close. But originally, they were going to be figures you could always play. So, like, the companies always had that perspective of, hey, maybe there's something that we can do that will have a longer life, you know? And that's, again, like you said, if you're dropping 100 bucks on Galactus, yeah, you should get a couple more years out of them. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I'd, I'd like to get four years out of a premium product or something yeah. along those lines. Uh, I mean, we saw the same thing kind of with the um, when they did neoprene maps. They were in yeah. for much longer than people. Well, I mean, they did say like these will always I think they, they tried to do the whole. They never will, said it. They kind of imply like this. These are going to be around for a very long time or something along those lines. They didn't rotate when they should have. And yes. everyone assumed that meant they weren't going anywhere, which made some kind of sense because they were a premium product. They mm-hmm. were a premium price. But like I, I, my neoprenes are still holding up very well. Um, <clears throat> and I think they made it I think they made it just about four years or four yeah. seasons. So that's where everyone's like, oh, and then all of a sudden they were just gone. And it was like, oh, <laughs> but again, if you think of like future site, like uh, they rotated out and now we've got a whole different standard size map so they may have been tinkering around and playing with the notion back then when they rotated the bigger size neoprenes so maybe we see some down the road premium neoprenes because people i can say because i have one of the the new rock two by two neoprene maps much easier to travel with it than the two foot by three foot. And I I didn't think it was going to make that much of a difference, but it actually does make that much of a difference when traveling to tournaments with a smaller map like that yeah. when it comes to neoprene. So I don't know. Maybe we see some neoprene maps in the future. They, they flirted with map tiles. Uh, you'd only need four map tiles again, but still they're going to be hard rigid map tiles that can be a pain in the ass to travel around with carry on and stuff like that but i'll say this i would love to see a two by two reprint neoprene of the office i love the yeah. office i love that neoprene map that would be really fun but we'll see. even if they we'll did see. even if they did reprint some of the the old neoprenes they did and they give us you know another four do them a double-sided Give us one of the old school ones reprinted, then give us a new one on the other side. Um, and again, make them all generic, too, so that you don't have to go through IPs or licensing and anything like that. I'd be down for putting them on paper. Fuck it. I'm good with that. I would be good with that as well. Yeah. Yep. I would also be good with that. Give us. Um, and we, we have seen them rotating or rotating or bringing back older maps and putting them back into modern and such so it shows that they are trying to use uh some of the older images and stuff and they've even kind of like updated the look of them they don't look as cartoon some of them are like yes and some of them are variants like yes what was it there was oh um the star lord ship that was one where 
it's a different color on the planet, so they're on a different planet. Or yes, they're oh, uh, Avengers Tower. It had snow, so it was like it was winter time. So like, there's still different maps, even if it's the same layout. I like that. Yes, I, there are financial reasons to do it, mm-hmm. but it's also fun. Like it adds to gameplay. It's it's cool to whip out. Oh, it's winter, so we're gonna do this map instead. Any any collectible game, card game, or miniatures game, people love themselves variants. Different art styles from Magic the Gathering and Pokemon, and you know I got a full bleed foil, borderless, like mm-hmm. everybody. I mean I'm the same way. Uh, if there's some sort of a variant to any sort of a hero clicks that's ever been made, I'm trying to track it down and get my hands on it. I have the uh, ben Chuin Nightcrawler that says you know the World Championship on the back and not the uh, uh, Professor Xavier School for the the gifted or whatever. I have the the Venom with his tongue out. Uh, I don't have the Mistress Death where it's human and skull. Uh, but yeah, like little variants like that. I'm trying to collect all of the uh, the sketch variant chases from the what the hell set was that? Joker's Wild. Joker's Wild shouldn't yeah. be too hard because those chases sucked ass. <laughs> So it should be very easy to get my hands on, you know, an $8 Aquaman, Bizarro Aquaman. I, I actually, uh, 2021, I think, got a very nice gift from Mr. Colossus of a sketch variant Jaquim Thunder. I, mm, I, that and I actually my, like that. That was the first one I had. That was the one that I used uh, in the Rhode Island State Championship that I won and then uh, sold it. And I have a full color one. And I hate the full color one. I wish I had <laughs> the sketch. But again, even if I tried to go back and do that for the uh, superior foes of Spider-Man, those chases were fantastic. Those yeah. are going to be a lot harder, like Spider-Man Noir and like Spider-Punk. And those are all going to be much harder to obtain. I mean, I can't poo-poo on it too much. You know, Green Arrow. Bizarro Green Arrow was pretty fantastic. The Bizarro Joker was good. Uh in certain cases, but like compared to Superior Foes of Spider-Man, they were very underwhelming when it came to a sketch variant chase yeah. uh, figure. So people were upset that it was coming up to Disney Plus and um, somebody made mention because Kids was actually running a sale like buy one brick, get a brick of Fantastic Four. And mm-hmm. somebody somebody made mention when I shared the link of like, yeah, get them before they rotate, you know, blah, and they're not worth anything. And I go, hero clicks don't spoil. And then he goes, yeah, but they rotate and lose their value. Now, here's the thing I wanted to bring up with that. Technically, we had Silver Age last year. So we had a Silver mm-hmm. Age rotation where things rotated from modern into silver. But last year was still an adjustment period. We were still coming back into play. We were still, there yeah. weren't that I mean, hell, Whiskits hadn't even run on a, a Silver Age tournament themselves yet, I don't think. No, they hadn't. The Rock had run. The Rock yeah. uh, Open was silver, and there was yeah. nothing at Worlds. That was so, like a big silver tournament. So we can't judge how prices will change or be affected by that rotation. This year, I think, will be a 
much no matter what's ha- happening right now once rotation actually happens and there's actually silver tournaments happening mm-hmm. we're going to see the effect a lot differently because people may be like oh let me get rid of my sacky iron man but it's like he's still going to be legal in silver and he's still a good figure um like Than- thanos is going to rotate and be gone forever cuz he's banned in silver yep. but that's fine um <laughs> yeah absolutely like um but people forget, like, so I think after this year's Worlds, it's it's going to hit home with a lot of people. Like, um, they're, everyone's so programmed to dump their stuff and just play modern because there's a team world champion and a modern world champion. Well, this mm-hmm. year we're getting a team world champion, a modern world champion. We're getting a silver world champion. We're getting a pulp world champion. And I believe we're also getting a theme world champion. So, like, if you want to dump your stuff because you only play modern, you're kind of pigeonholing yourself into the amount of uh, big, quote, big competitive tournaments that you can play in. Like, And that's sure. why I think... It may t- it may take till Worlds next year, or maybe national, or maybe some of the mm-hmm. nationals, or heaven forbid we get some WKOs that might change some people's opinions. I really, but I think, know. like you said, people are going to realize, oh, why did I get rid of this stuff? I can still play because now yes. there are actually more opportunities for me to travel and use it. Yes, and so going into uh, we're gonna keep with rotation right now, but we're gonna segue into one of our questions that came from mcconnell lamar and his question is like how do you i'll read i'll read it read read it verbatim yeah how can silver age be adjusted to not just be 95 percent modern without alienating players with more recent collections so i'll jump right on that um and let you jump in after because i mentioned it um so when it comes to silver, like, yes, that's that's the big thing is that even when we saw at Gen Con this year for the national championships, the majority of the teams was 95 percent like modern almost and just a splash of silver. If you really want to make silver shine and you really want it to feel like its own thing, then you need to put in build restrictions. I say it. Everything doesn't have to be 300 I feel like that is used as the uh, that's the cookie cutter because it's what we've always used. But if you want silver to be its own thing, make it 400, make it 450, 450. You get four turns. Your sideline still stays at six, though. Like so that doesn't get out of control. I mean, obviously, they're going to like be more ban lists and things like that. Once things more and more things rotate into silver, but you have to change some things and give people a little more leeway. So you make it 450 or 400, um, but you also then make it so that 200 of that has to be silver aged figures. And what I mean by silver aged figures is that figures that aren't modern. If you want people to play silver, then make them play silver. Don't give them the option to just build a 400-point modern team and play it in silver. Like, that's not – that shouldn't be the way that you're you're trying to pioneer or push that game. You need to then be like, nope, you're going to build 200 points, has to be silver, and then 200 points can be modern if you want to go that route. But you have to at least have a minimum of 200 points silver, not 195, 
and then, you know, like some equipment and stuff. Like, no, no, no. 200 points has to be figures in silver, not just silver items, not like, oh, well, you know, I played 170 and then 30 points of, like, silver equipment. No, no, no. 200 points of characters, and then you have whatever you want with that. To answer the other point um, where he's he asks, you know, how do you uh, not alienate, you know, the player base that have more modern – uh, you know, collections. We we've seen the posts on players and collectors and on HIE. People are still buying old stuff. They when we find stuff at places like Ollie's where you see Superman and Wonder Woman for four dollars or three dollars a booster, people are gobbling them up to be able to like open up some cooler, older stuff. So you can't tell me that like, oh, you know, they only collect this or that. No, no, no. Go out and actually support your local gaming store and buy some of that older stuff that they probably still have on the shelves. Um, Also, a lot of newer players that come in, as a veteran player myself, I give them just tons of old stuff because I still have doubles and triples of... I have a, a, a whole box sitting over there with probably 400 commons and uncommons of stuff that I need to to do something with so the next tournament i go to it'll be a big box of free also coming up at worlds you're gonna go to worlds this year if people go to worlds this year you're going to see uh the big free table of stuff that people shake over from battle royals tons and tons of free figures that people will not play grab a bunch of that and bring it back to your players that aren't aren't there Bring the free stuff back to players that didn't have the opportunity to play in it. Mm-hmm. I'm off my soapbox, Joe. <laughs> no, that's what I was going to say. Is um, the big thing I mean, we've talked about, and we're pretty much on board with um, how to make silver silver. Uh, though I would also be—I don't care if people play silver uh, equipment. That's fine. I don't give a shit. But I don't—I'm not against that idea either of your idea. Um, but. At the end of the day, if you're if you're saying you're at a venue, and this comes back to having a conversation with people, mm-hmm. if people are saying, "Oh, well, I'm not going to be able to make that tournament because I don't have enough silver pieces," then you, as a fellow player, as a tournament organizer, as a judge, should go, "Oh, well, don't worry about it. I'll bring. What do you like? I'll bring a bunch of stuff. Like you like Batman? Okay, cool. I got a bunch of Batman the anime series. I'll bring that in. Yes. You pick over it. You take whatever you want." Build with it. Do what you want. It should be. We. This is one of those cases where rather than being afraid of doing something, we should take the opportunity to be ambassadors of the game yes. rather than saying we can't do that because people don't have those pieces. We have those pieces. I have those pieces. You have those pieces. Yes. We can give them to people. It's okay. Guys. We're not going to go on that road, but it's okay to just give people hero clicks pieces. It's okay. You can mm-hmm. do it. No one's going to arrest you. The, the, the meta police aren't going to come and be like, how dare you not make money on all your pieces? You just give it away. It's okay. Just and guess what? When you give, give it, it away, people come back because they're like, oh, these are cool people to play with. Yes. They make me feel welcome. Like, yep. Like, oh, they also, understood. I, I was new to the game. I didn't have all this stuff. They yes. made sure I could play. That's all we all want. We just want people to enjoy this game with. 
you every single person who's played HeroClix was a new player at some point in time, and you cannot tell me that there wasn't another player at some point that ushered in a bunch of free stuff into your collection for you and didn't want anything in return besides to see you happy playing the game and getting use out of figures that they weren't going to use anymore. And people kind of, like, when they say stuff like, oh, you know, it's older stuff and, you know, it's it's harder to... No, it's not. If the, if the set hasn't sold out, that means that it's still sitting in warehouses ready to be ordered by your local gaming store. Like, I, I ran a big silver tournament um seal tournament and i i did mulligans i did three mulligans people could but you got to buy two boosters and you can mulligan up to three different times and go buy more boosters and we still had x-men the animated series in warehouses by us and i was like yeah buy two more cases of that and guess what shit sold because it was a good set then and it was a good set now for the silver sealed and people bought it well, even to your point, there's there's at um, one of the venues that I get to play at sometimes. There's a player. He's not a new player, but he's a player that can't spend a lot of money on hero clicks. Like mm-hmm. he'll spend some, and he tries to, but he doesn't get, you know, all of every set. So when I know he's looking for stuff, I go, "Do you need any of that? Just take the booster. I don't care." Like, yeah, you could you can just give people stuff, and then that keeps him engaged because he doesn't feel like he's falling behind. And he mm-hmm. never has any good stuff. It's like, oh, cool! I always have something to build with. Yes, absolutely. I did this. I no, I've been doing that for years. I mean, shit. There was yeah. a. I can't remember the time. I can't remember. It was in Florida. I was down in Florida for some reason, and I was in a comic book shop, and I heard, I heard HeroClix lingo being tossed around in the back of the <laughs> store. Like I'm gonna prob and push, and I was like, wait a goddamn minute. And I just kind of like went back there and was like, oh, shit. All right. Like they were playing and having a good time. And they were like, do you play? And I was like, yeah, I play. And they're like, oh, you want to you want to like, you know, have a game? And I was like, I have nothing with me. I'm like, I'm going to go buy two boosters. And if you guys can spot me some tokens and stuff like. I'd be more than happy to sit down and just I'll play whatever you have built. I will just build something quickly out of two boosters and play you. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, absolutely. As long as you're good with that. Yeah. And I I sat down and I built something and I beat the kid with it. And he was like, what the hell? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this and this and this and this. And he's like, oh, that's cool. And I'm like, cool. Uh, and he had one figure, I think, that I was looking for. And I knew that I didn't have enough room to, like, put these two boosters in my, my carry-on or whatever. And I'm like, I will yeah, yeah. legitimately trade you everything i just pulled out of these boosters for that one figure he's like are you serious i'm like yep see it's one of the only figures i don't have from that set and i have all of this and i am more than happy to give all of this to you just for that one figure and the kid was like done and i took i probably took a 30 dollar hit because i pulled Mm -hmm. i think two super rares at the time but it was stuff that i just didn't i wasn't going to use and didn't need and he was again Sat down, play. I don't even remember his name. Right. Nothing. That's how you grow a game. Like that's that's what we need. To, that's how you grow a game. At the end of the day, that's how you grow a game. Because people feel welcome. People feel appreciated. People feel like, oh, cool. We can just sit down and roll dice and have fun. Yeah. I walked into a store in Florida as some fucking dude from Connecticut. Yeah. 
And they were like, yeah, grab boosters and come sit right there. And I played and gave them all the stuff afterwards and was like, thanks for having me. Hopefully yeah. I'll see you down the road. Took off. Like a, like a thief in the night. <laughs> so back to rotation. We got I think rotation. we covered rotation. I mean, you know. Uh, well, well, again, we also what had else you like, talk about? people that were like, this is bullshit. You know, we like they didn't give Disney Plus enough time. Like, eh, eh, we need to have, you know, set parameters on how you're going to do rotation going forward because it's not fair. And then I literally went back like two years before that and was like, hey, in this year, they rotated one set or two sets or whatever it was. I'm like, there you go, man. They gave you a whole bunch of extra time and years with that stuff because of COVID and because they gave you an extra year or two with that. I mean, what was the one set I was talking about? There was one set that had like three or four appearances at worlds i think it was wonder woman 80th has had probably like three or four appearances at worlds yeah and it's like bro like do you really want to do four years of scarlet witch and sicarian iron man like like we've done well, with scarab <clears throat> and everything like how about we just like this is where we're gonna cut like it's had two years at worlds like that was the other thing that made me laugh was I saw someone um, say like, oh, now they've set the standard as two appearances at Worlds. And it's like, my dude, no. that's how it's always been. Like, I'm not saying literally always, always, but as long as I've been pay- paying attention, as mm-hmm. long as I've been traveling to play Clicks, which is coming up on 10 years now for traveling, mm-hmm. it's been retail sets get two, get two bites at Worlds mm-hmm. and... Connelly's maybe get three, maybe longer, maybe, but like about three. That's what it's been. If you just came in during the COVID era, I get why you don't get that because you did haven't experienced it, but this shit ain't yeah. new, dude. This is, mm-hmm. this is how it's been. This is how we've been living. So yes, there's always going to be. All right. So here's, here is, I think why people are upset with Disney plus going well, for starters, it's the end of the rotation, so other stuff has lived longer. So the perception is like, oh, you gave all this other stuff all this time, and you're shorting on Disney+. Plus. Well, every single rotation is going to have that. You're going to have a beginning of the sets and an end of the sets, and the end you're going to feel cheated on because the other sets you got more time with. That's just how shit works. How Excuse it's always me. been. Two... Disney Plus was also like around the beginning of I think the second price increase. Yeah. We had the Wonder Woman 80th was the price increase because they're going to be using bigger sculpts and better materials and I think Disney Plus was the second increase because the world is fucking on fire. And, and it, you know how it was because materials went up and everything went up, shipping costs went up. Everything went up. And some so, people tried to say, oh, it's because it's a Disney license. And they were wrong. It wasn't. It was because, this, as we've talked about, boosters yes. were kept artificially cheaper for longer. Mm-hmm. So it had like, y- it's a bubble. 
and the bubble had to burst. And yes. unfortunately, that was the, where the bubble burst. And it's yes. like, nope, this is what these should cost. Wonder Woman 80th was we're using more materials now because we are uh, making better sculpts and things like that and changed uh, not warehouses, but um, factories. Manufacturing factor. Manufacturing was the word I was looking for. Yeah, and yeah. then the second increase was shit, cost of materials have now gone up. So we're sorry. And we get that we haven't, you know, really increased anything in a decade. But like everything is fucked up right now. And if we don't, the game is going to go away again because we can't sustain a healthy company <laughs> by by doing this so i think that's the other thing is the price increase it was the first set that had again a noticeable price increase so now that they're cutting it there plus it's also a really good set and a very strong it set. is you the old joke the old joke you lose money on every booster. Well, how do you make a profit? Volume. Like, no, that's not how it works. That's all no. I can think of when you're like that. Like, yeah, you lose money on every booster. How are you making money? Volume. That's not yep. how it works. No. So I think that's the other thing is like, it's the sour, like, oh, okay. Like, you, you, you made us pay more and then you cut it short, and which is not it. It's not the but case. Every, every, it's always going to be yeah. one or two sets that has to, to eat a little bit of time. I think JLU was the one for us, right? Yeah, JLU. Like, JLU got, you got cut way fucking short. We felt like, and it was like, ugh. And I'm a, I'm a DC fan, but I'm like, I get it. Like, it sucks. I wanted to keep playing Joker bomb teams and shit, but again, we have silver, and that makes me happy. So I was just silver say. pulp is fantastic for me. That's where, again, maybe this is something that people have to realize that they will now, hopefully. Um, you can still play all those figures. Like, we need to, in my opinion, for the health of the game, we need to break this idea that modern's the only thing that gets played. Because it's not. Mm -hmm. It's just not. And there's more ways than ever to simply play different versions of the game. Like, again, even if nobody does any build restrictions for silver... Just having silver theme and silver pulp, that's going to change things. Absolutely. Like, like uh, you know, playing Saki Iron Man and silver theme is still going to be good. It's not going to be abusive because you got to put them on a theme team. Mm -hmm. Silver pulp, you're not playing them. So <laughs> you're playing nope. something else from Disney Plus. And guess what? Having come in third with a pulp team with a piece from Disney Plus. Mm hmm. Yeah, there's some good stuff in there that you can use in these teams. So there's a lot stop. of good stuff in those sets that people overlook because it's not constantly beaten to death and talked about. Yeah. In other hero clicks uh content and things of that nature. So um and again, it, it goes back to the notion of when everybody was um, stomping their feet about the world championships uh, prizing and certain things being omitted uh, because they put the information out hastily, which is, is bad on their part. Uh, and they owned it and they fixed it and they went in there and changed it. But the fact that it was 
what what did we calculate it at? Eight percent of what actual right, right. players are of hero clicks. Like we are, we should. We're the you know the the heartbeat in the tournament. No, you're eight percent of a player base that is predominantly pushed on kitchen tables of players across the world that don't get the opportunity to travel and play at uh, national championships and world championships. And even if they do play in their country's national championship, uh, everybody just kind of poo-poos it aside because it's not their national championship. So, yeah. I mean, Canada has some of the best players in the world that we know of that travel. And people still talk about nationals and they just say, oh, yeah, well, Nationals is coming up. And they're referring to U.S. Nats, not Canadian Nats. Like, mm-hmm. even Canadian Nats gets dismissed. And it's, it's, it's you know, I mean, I get it to us. I will slip because I think of it as this is the Nationals I'm going to. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, no, like, people play it around the world. People play it everywhere. People, there are people who have been playing it since, I'm sure there are people who have been playing it since the game started for 20 years that have never been to any major event and are happy to not have gone to a major event. Not because major events are bad, but because that's not how they want to play the game. Yeah, absolutely. They're important too. Like they're important. I will, I will give you the biggest, um, what I ran into locally myself personally, when thinking of like hero clicks and like, oh man, like we don't really have a humongous player base around me. And I went to Ollie's and grabbed, like I saw Superman Wonder Woman for the first time and was like, oh man, let me grab 10 of these. And the dude was like, oh, you're back to wipe us out. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, this is my first time seeing these here. And he's like, oh, well, there are people that come by and they just always wipe us out, which means to me that there are people locally close to me that purchase hero clicks on a regular basis and are playing someplace that I don't know. Yeah. And one that fucking bugs me because you're selfish <laughs> and I want to play too with you. <laughs> and two, it completely justifies what we're saying is that there are players across the world that are just buying this stuff up and then being like, deuces, I'm going to go play with my buddies and don't care what's been errated or clarified. And yeah. I'm just going to play the game and roll dice and have fun. And they're important. Even if they're like, even if they're not in these yeah. groups, because they don't, that's not them. Like they, they still matter. And I think sometimes people forget that. It's not I was waiting me. for you to go to your questions. I what's don't, that? I'm literally, I'm pulling it up right now. I know. I know. As I say though. Do we have a ginger question this week or no? Oh, shit. No, I totally forgot about grabbing one. From I her. figured. I'm um, such a scumbag husband. Yeah, whatever. Um, Adam Cole. Baby. Baby. Uh, please remind people to bring trades to worlds. Super rares, rings, taros, maps, and a list of wants for your non-traveling friends. So if you pull your third regular absorbing man super rare in a battle royal, you can trade it for an older super rare you missed. And legacy card figures, cards, so you can match them up or help others do the same. Not um, everyone has the space to do that, but I think that is a great idea if you do. I think that is a wonderful thing to bring up. I was just going to say the exact same thing. Is yeah, like I wish I could. Yep. But no, like 
literally last year, I brought <laughs> is I brought a carry on bag. Um, I brought a backpack which I I jammed all of my uh, clothes and everything into, okay. and then brought a empty carry on. Okay, knowing that I was going to fill this up with boosters from battle royals and stuff yep. one and my son also backpack with all his clothes mashed into it and we had a really hard time <laughs> making it all fit to go home yeah so if you have so the, the smartest thing that you can do probably i um a long time ago i went to hawaii um and the people that i went with like were just buying stuff and I'm thinking to myself, like, like you guys packed like assholes, and there's no way you're gonna fit all of this back into, like, what are what are you doing? Yeah, like you guys are like, and then they went to the post office, and everything that they bought, they put into the flat rate boxes, yeah. and shipped them home, and by the time that they made it back. Everything was there waiting for him. And I was like, that's pretty genius. So, I don't know. Maybe you do that's, pack your trades and everything. And if you have the opportunity to pack away a bunch of stuff that you win and ship it home, do that. That's something I was going to look into. Because sometimes mm-hmm. um, hotels will actually have a kind of service to help you. Like, like a courier you to or ship, something. Yeah. So that's where I was. I was thinking about checking into that too, mm-hmm. in case we'll see. We'll see what I need. But that Ricky also brought up because Ricky's going with me. He's like, I got family like twenty minutes away. Worst case scenario, I'll fucking Uber shit to him and be like, Hey, can you just mail this to my house and mm-hmm. I'll pay you back? So like, you do have options. Uh, if Wally Wizkids happens to ever, you know, tune into the uh, Inner Circle Jerks, maybe it's something you guys look into. I have maybe... had that thought. You know, uh, that be something that Graceland uh, makes available and or if they already do it, they maybe advertise it a little more. So a lot of these people can can bring more stuff with them without the anxiety of not having enough room to bring it all home. That's what I was going to say. Even that at the minimum, even if it was in that specific scenario, because it's different than a convention. Yes. If WizKids were to say, hey, anything, any kind of leads you buy from us, any prizing you may get, we will offer a service where we will ship it. We will, we'll, sh- like, pa- we have the things, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just saying. I know that. I know what you're saying, but they have a hard enough time shipping shit out of yeah. their own office buildings or whatever it is, yeah. let alone now having them do it remotely. That's why I would be like, this is where. This is where the post office people come to Graceland. If yeah, you yeah. have shit that's outgoing, pay for your flat rate shipping and slap your label on it, and they're more than happy to pick that shit up and go with it. Or here is the directions to the closest post office, and we'll shuttle you there. Yeah, yeah. You know, because they do shuttle. So there you go. But yeah. You know, we'll shuttle you to the post office three minutes away. <clears throat> um. Doc Muerto wants me to bring up dropping prices on rotation pieces. Um, I think we already covered that. We did. We talked about it. 
Yep. I don't. I don't. Pretty good, I think. Pretty good. Figures are always going to fluctuate. It's yeah. it's all dependent on what people feel like they are worth. Like I said, Superman Prime still going for a pretty penny. Uh, I've never seen him played on a single quote competitive team, but it's because yeah. it's such a a limited figure for the convention cool. exclusive that it is. And a cool sculpt. Amazing sculpt. And a unique and, dial. Yep. And so there you go. When everything lines up and you get yourself cool shit, uh, it usually goes for more money. Yeah, mine's um, right up there. Mine's right up there. I'm pointing to it right now. Right, 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 right there. Yeah. I, I'm still – we had this conversation off air, but I'm looking for some sort of a, a curio cabinet or something along those lines for – the bedroom here the office slash uh son's bedroom where we can both display our stuff accordingly uh lou manti uh said eagles 100 opinions i i asked him what he means by that like or what's my opinion of them reaching 100 episodes awesome good for the eagles i haven't yeah. listened to the episode um I don't know if there I have heard rumblings and rumors that the Eagles or a good chunk of the Eagles uh, were going to be leaving. Uh, I want to say at least the competitive scene of Hero Clicks. Um, they've been talking about it for I think they've been talking about it since last Worlds. And from what I've heard. Uh, this year's state championship held by The Rock uh, gave it a pretty big King Leonidas kick in the chest into a big-ass hole uh, out of the game because of the way uh, lack of communication on what sets were actually going to be sent for prizing, uh, the prizing just kind of being all crammed into a box. They had a lot of damages, I guess, on their end. Uh, and they just kind of felt that uh, the price that they paid for the kit and the pricing that they got uh, with the amount of damages and so on and so forth uh, wasn't uh, commiserate, wasn't commiserate with what they paid. Yes, uh, especially when you're kind of told like, hey, this is what you're going to get. And then like Avengers Forever shows up and then you see other tournaments getting Batman team up. Or Avengers 60th, and the uh, the feeling is like, oh, the West Coast kind of gets the quote poor uh, set or cheap set or shit set sent to them for prizing, while others are getting other more lucrative uh, sought after sets. I guess that's uh, the best way to to break that down. Thoughts? Your opinions? I don't know because I don't listen to Hero Clicks podcasts. And yet here we are. <laughs> I know, right? Here we are. Um, That's why I make them. Go on. <laughs> David Newmark, do you think Apocalypse Genesis become an actual oppressive issue post rotation? Are they now a significant threat to Carnage Silver Surfer since Switch can't shut things off anymore? They're not oppressive. There's ways to deal with them. You just have to be a better player and figure it out. And we don't know what other figures are coming. So that's that's largely my, like, as someone who's right now 
playtesting a team with both of them on it, like I know it's not an auto win and I'm playing things that other people aren't playing and I am expecting mirror matches. They're not oppressive. They're not oppressive at all. They're good. If you build, they can be annoying as hell, but Mm -hmm. every, everything can be beat. Um, I think the thing that made them potentially oppressive, which was what the soul sword has been fixed. Uh, they're still very annoying. You have yeah. other figures that do kind of the same thing where you can heal them back past a stop click and you can just run. I mean, death metal uh, wonder woman does that where you can heal her back past a stop click. And on top of that, she also allows you to not have shit die. So, I mean, I guess there's it. always there's more thing there's more things right now than when they first came out that you can't use a stop that lets you not use stop clicks Absolutely. or not use defense powers. And again, more stuff's gonna come out. So I like they'll they're good. They're gonna be good. They're grand prize figures. They're supposed to be good. Um Yeah. But no, I it, I don't I never it's just like people banging on about scarab, like Everyone wants to bang around Scarab or Carnage Surfer. Everyone wants to bang around, oh, Carnage Surfer, he's so insane. Listen, for 50 points, he does a lot. He's very good. He hasn't won anything, has he? Maybe he has, and I haven't paid attention, but like generally speaking, he's not mopping. It's not the days of, of um, what was it, Ben Crawler and Metron. It's not those yeah. days. It's not the days of Heroes for Hire, ATA, and Ghost Rider. Like, mm. those were oppressive game elements that you had to play or you were losing because of yeah. how they were at the time. Those days are gone. Yeah, like, it's it's not... In my opinion, Unimine Lockjaw was more oppressive. Yeah. Playing, can't, playing Can't Kill. Or, you know, like, doing that, like, that was way more oppressive and uh, obnoxious than uh, Apocalypse Genesis. Like, oppressive, I think, is the wrong term to use. Um, With rotation... Does Apocalypse and Genesis become better and uh, on top t- on top tier of being played now? Yes. Sure. Like rotation kicks out a lot of good stuff and you have to fill those gaps and holes. And I think Apocalypse and Genesis can step up now and shine a little bit. But again, we don't know what Wheels of Vengeance brings. We don't know what uh, what other sets do we have coming out. Notorious brings. Notorious. We don't know what uh, X Men. What was it? Deadpool. Deadpool. Yes. Uh, Wolverine is bringing. We don't know. We don't know what the Iconics are bringing. No. Nope. Like we got Kong. What's Kong gonna do? I don't fucking know. Ugh, I can't. I you know. know. But Sherlock, that's like the Sherlock Holmes Iconics. Yeah, we don't know what those are doing. So. so there's. Yeah. A whole lot of variables still out there. Um, do they become better? Yes. Oppressive? Sure. No. We've seen no. much more. Uh, Bizarro with a Infinity Gauntlet mm-hmm. is much more oppressive than and uh, that's something Joker. you. Yeah, that's something you and I need to remember sometimes. And I'm just saying this out loud because it's a podcast. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it's because people weren't around when those things were so they yeah. don't know and it's like so like when we when we're saying this we're not saying this to poo you we're saying this from experience no boy you don't know like i never played against ben crawler metron or meta whatever you know what i'm saying you know yep. what i'm fucking i know what you're talking about um but 
I've heard stories. You know, I I watched mm-hmm. Ghost Rider and uh, Heroes for Hire get played. Like I I understood the mechanics at play at the time. Felix Faust. So, how do we not? How do we not say Felix Faust? Because we all have tried to forget that abomination of a figure. I mean, I played in the time of feats and Kingdom Come Flash when you had nanobots uh-huh. and protected and indomitable and in contact with Oracle. Like, yeah, like th- there's there's always going to be. Th- figures and combinations that people complain about there's always going to be things that you should not play in a more casual setting mm-hmm. but there's a difference between that and a truly oppressive build you know um some of the mission point builds are more oppressive than Gen- than apocalypse genesis mm. because they don't require interaction with your opponent nope. and that's like that's from just a game perspective that's always what you want to avoid if yeah. one person can be denied playing the game, that's a bad thing that shouldn't be able, that shouldn't happen. That's now, bad. Does it, yeah, it doesn't mean you just ban it necessarily, like on a local level, but it's you know where maybe things should perk up and like, oh, maybe we shouldn't allow that. Maybe that's a little too much. Maybe but we then just ag- missed this combo. Go ahead. Yeah, but then again, also it brings <clears throat> us back to, uh, okay, let's make the map smaller. Let's push right. there to be more interaction and more action and more attacking. Let's push combat and things like that. So, yeah. like, for for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So, yep. so yes, maybe, like, okay, we made this, and it's not good because you don't interact. But with all the other variables, they can get across the map and punch that mission point right in the taint before it gets to be too bad. And so. it is harder. It is harder than ever, in my opinion, to have that, to have that true, like here, you just can't do anything to me, mm-hmm. you know? So again, that's progress, not perfection. Yeah. I mean, um, just the, like barrier was a big issue for a while. Mm-hmm. And now just the amount of things in a few sets where, and a few game-changing elements, people can scoop up barriers and get them out of the way. Like it's much, it's you can't box yourself in anymore, like we used to be able to before. Yeah. Um. Even like when special terrain, like I'm gonna put the Wonder Woman jet here and and now hide. Mm-hmm. And now it's like you can still do the same thing, but the Hulk can just scoop up this nine square elevation that you're hiding behind and and drop Whack you off of it. it yeah and just yeah. you know jam this building up your ass give you a old two-story uh colonoscopy <laughs> uh joe easton uh most underrated card and or color in lorcana so far i asked what's a lorcana mm. is it like an orca <laughs> is it like a, a different species of a a whale it's, it's, what happens, it's what happens when an orca and a llama have oh, sex. Oh, man. One of those dies. <laughs> like, <laughs> spoiler alert, it's the llama every time. <laughs> like, that's just... Uh, I, have, I have no idea. I have not played Lorcana. 
I have played Lorcan and I have no idea because I'm just playing it for fun and I don't care. Like I was talking earlier somewhere where I'm like, oh, like I grabbed a a, a red and green or a ruby and emerald, whatever the fuck they're called, it doesn't matter. Uh, starter, and I found out Genie was emerald, and I'm like, oh, I like Genie, I want Genie. I don't care what the fucking card does. I want to play Genie. It's just like when I play HeroClix. Like, oh, well, that's 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 not a, a top tier figure. I don't care. I like the character. I'm gonna play the character. Mm-hmm. That's how I play games. I play games to have fun and enjoy them, and I just naturally min max, and that's why I'm good at them. But yeah. I don't obsess over it, so I don't know. Game yeah. hasn't even. I saw someone saying the official release isn't even until September first, so I don't fucking know. Game's not out yet. Holy moly! <laughs> I'll tell you right now, Doomlings is pretty cool. I like Doomlings a lot. I wish I had someone to play that with. Um, I got to play with my wife and my son this past weekend, and it's three of the most competitive people sitting down to play a competitive game and trying to have fun, but just being bitter and fucking salty the entire time when you're not (laughs) winning or people are doing shit. It's like we did the same thing with Munchkin. We would yeah. play Munchkin and just brood the entire time when, like, you would steal my fucking sword or get my, like, you motherfucker. Like, so it's a fan. Doomings is awesome, but. That's the joke I made because we played Lorcan and we played a four player. And I go, well, you know how this is going to end. And my one friend that bought a lot of it goes, but it's a Disney. It's a fun, family friendly Disney game. I go, have you paid attention to how we play games? Right. And it did. It played out exactly what I thought. One person got out ahead, me. Everyone got real concerned about me. And then my other buddy won the next turn because no one was focused on him. They were focused on me. Yeah. It's like how Battle Royals are played in Heroclix. Yeah. One person has a really strong figure and everybody goes towards that really strong figure and forget that you have two other armies Mm -hmm. hanging around you. And you're so worried about the guy with the big bad figure that you end up, I don't know, getting murked. And you're like, oh, shit, I just gave up a lot of points. I mean, now I guess it's nice that you get to actually regenerate your stuff and respawn. But before, it'd be like, oh, man, I got to get, oh, man, my whole team's fucking dead. And I got to sit here for 35 minutes and watch you guys play? Shit. (laughs) Shit. Um... Last question that I have over on the Dishing Up Clicks uh, Hero Clicks page is from good friend of the show, Rob Peterson. Uh, this is a two-parter. One, will you both be at Worlds? Two, can I get a hug if yes? Oh, I didn't even see this question. He literally posted it 25 minutes ago when we were oh. physically fighting to get computers to work. So... <laughs> It's a good thing that he got it in now. Uh, part one for me is I will not be at Worlds this year. Um, I'm, I'm going to cry about it. Uh, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I've got some yeah. stuff going on. Um, I will send a hug uh, with Joe. So you'll get two. Because I will be there. And yes, everyone, anyone can ask for a hug. I don't care. I'll call everybody. So I'm, I'm going to flip it back. On I'm a you, Rob, one, will you be at Worlds this year? <laughs> two. That'd be a fucked up thing. Like, no, I'm not going. You're right. <laughs> two, is Joanna 
going to be no. there as well. Jana. Jana, I apologize. Jana. I'm, I'm going to say something real quick because I think it's funny. So Rob has pointed that out. I can't remember what post he posted. He, he said before, before I ever heard her name, that it was pronounced like Donna with a J. So I got to a room with Jeremiah for Gen Con and I looked at him and I get, we're talking about something. And all of a sudden I go, wait a minute. I need to hear you say it because I think I know how it's said, but I've never heard anybody say it. So I need to hear it. And he goes, Jana. I'm like, okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> I'm just a shitty person then, aren't I? No, you're not. Um, we live on the internet. We don't talk. We type them, them internets, them um, inner tubes. And then three, if so, can you uh, send a hug back with Joe? There you go. Boom. Yeah, but when the fuck am I ever going to see you again? Uh, probably a lot sooner than I'm going to see them. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I would say <sighs> the latest, probably like the first weekend of December. Well, that depends. Because I don't know if I'll be there. Because I think uh, I know what you're talking about. Because, because uh, real quick, that nobody cares about. December is my busy is one of my busy seasons because I deliver flowers, and people start ramping up for flowers. So I don't know if I will have the time to do that. I'm going to make an effort, but I don't know how that's all. And I haven't gotten any communication about that either, so I don't know. Huh. We'll have more information when you guys have more. When you guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you guys know more information. When you know more, we'll know more. When you, when people know stuff, we'll know stuff. <laughs> I don't know anything, but I have common sense. <laughs> and you're straight edge, which means you're better than them. Yes. <laughs> CM Punk. So I'm out of questions. So that's going to go into the next one. What happened at All In? Because I didn't see it. Did CM Punk beat? Uh, Samoa Joe. So, for those that don't know, it's a proud tradition for wrestling companies to have a free pre-show for pay-per-views. Um, classically, WWF, because it was WWF, used to do the free-for-all, which would be a half hour before. And I always remember SummerSlam 96 was when I watched Stone Cold beat Yokozuna because the rope broke and he rolled Yokozuna up because Yokozuna was too big. Um, AEW does zero hour, which is the hour oh. leading up to the pay-per-view for this. And they had to advertise zero hour as starting at noon Eastern and like it's 5 PM British time. Cause they're in Wembley for those that don't know the biggest paid attendance of a wrestling event ever. Um, so zero hour actually started at 11 Eastern time, which frustrated me because i missed one thing that i didn't really miss it was mostly pre-packages and then at the end grado who i have no clue who the fuck that is came out with big with paul white big show and anthony agogo who i've not seen on AEW tv in months but is from britain and they fought uh jeff jarrett and team tna jesus christ yeah i know it was literally like five minutes because then all of a sudden i turned it on at noon and I'm like, is this still, is this, I thought it was started at noon. And Gil's like, you literally just missed Grado and Jarrett. Don't worry about it. I'm like, okay, good. How the fuck um, is he still? <sighs> I just, Jeff Jarrett. I mean, I don't, okay. So I don't mind 
it's going to be wrestling talk, so buckle in, everybody. Yep. If you're done, I, with, if you guys uh, don't like wrestling, you guys. We'll see you next ahead. episode. We'll see you next time. Hero Clicks Talk <laughs> probably over now. Uh, this is specifically just for Marcus Villa <laughs> and anybody else that likes wrestling. We usually always end the show with yeah. some some nerdy wrestling talk again. And a big this, thing just happened. This isn't always just a Hero Clicks podcast. It's more of a pop culture podcast podcast which is movies uh hero clicks i mean we just talked about lorcana uh so wrestling here we are um rest in peace bray wyatt and terry i was i was gonna get there too yeah um but i don't mind Jarrett being there my problem is i know he's involved behind the scenes and it's be, been very apparent with the things he's involved in. And it's like, like once his wife showed up, once Karen Angle showed up, I was like, no, what are we doing? This what are we fucking doing? Slope. No. And it's just like, th- Jarek can do good there. Like Jarek can be in the ring with guys and actually teach young guys some stuff, honestly. And do but that. Sh- right. But he shouldn't be in there wrestling for the tag team championship against multiple tag team champions, like different teams. Like, no, like you should, no, no. you should be, should be, what the hell was his name there? Uh, I can't even think of his name now. You should be trying to run like what the power plant was for the WWE. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. The, I want to keep saying because the power plant was WCW. WCW. Um, Uh, What was the, (laughs) No, Dr. Tom. Yeah, Dr. Tom used to have the wrestling schools. It was uh, Dory actually helped him at one point before yeah. any of the no, things started. OVW yeah, was Ohio one for Valley a long wrestling. time. They had um, FCW. Yeah, Deep South. Wrestling. Deep South lasted for like three months because it sucked. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, who was um, yeah. DeWitt? Is that who I'm thinking? DeMott. You're thinking DeMott. of DeMott. Thank you, Bill, Bill DeMott. DeMott. Hugh Morris. Yes, um, he was also a he, complete prick, too. Yeah, he'll but, always be Hugh to me, but I don't know. Um, he should be that guy. He should be behind yeah. the scenes, showing technique, Working, yeah. not in the ring, wrestling for a title. That's just ego, and yeah. that's what makes people like me point at the fucking promotion and laugh yeah. because yeah, you he's don't not, belong. In he's that not state. actually helping people get over. Like no. that's what he should. That's what his role should be. His he's had his more than his time in the sun. Yep. Um. But so then the proper zero hour opened with MJF and Adam Cole challenging Aussie Open for the Ring of Honor tag team titles. Mm-hmm. MJF, hit, MJF hit a kangaroo kick and they won the Ring of Honor tag team titles. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so That's then zero hour ended because there was, was, you know, they're doing promo packages and trying to get you excited about the, the show. With Hook challenging Jack Perry for the oh. FTW title. And for those that don't know, Jack Perry is literally Luke Perry's son from 90210. Yes. And Hook is Taz's son, if you remember Taz as a wrestler, the Tasmaniac. Mm-hmm. But I digress. Is it really? Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's his that's his shoot son. Yeah. Huh. Oh, you didn't know? Yeah. No. Yeah, because that's how Hook came in. Hook came in when they were doing Team Taz. And just kind of like he was training. He was actually training at the Nightmare Factory and training with Cody. And then he was just kind of hanging around there as to be on TV and not doing anything. And then that became that became the meme of like 
when Punk goes when he was he was wrestling Hobbs, but Hobbs was Team Taz. And he goes, send Hobbs, send Starks, send Hook. I don't care, and that's what got Hook over. Was just people were like, yeah, send Hook, send Hook. I, and that's why I was, yeah, I, I thought it was like one of those like television. No, like, yeah. Huh. And, and I, I believe his name is Hook because of fucking Taz being Taz and being from and down from, there and all that. Yeah, what, what was yeah. it? The uh, the Red Hook, Red Hook District. Yeah, Red yeah, Hook District. But, yeah, but um, he's a good. He looks good. Yeah, I mean got, he's, he he needs polish talk. He needs and he's, talk. he's gotten polish and he started to talk a little bit and he's t- just enough because he like you you. His whole presentation, you don't want him in there cutting 15-minute promos. That's not no. him. That's what killed Wardlow. They tried to have Wardlow do that. It's like, no, yeah. Wardlow's a big boy that's going to smash you. Hook's the little suplex machine, and he literally uses the Taz, Taz mission, but it's I, called the yes. Red Rum. Yeah. Again, same thing with Miro. Like, I, yeah. I enjoy some of his stuff. I love that he's feuding with God. I love anytime he starts going off about God. It makes me laugh. I'm just like, this is crazy. I love you it. You pray to me now. I was like, when he said <laughs> I am that, the redeemer. Yeah. I was anyway. like, yo, like that's a shirt right there. Like it's no longer Rusev Day. It's you pray to me now. Like I was so, like, whoo. Hook beat uh, Jack Perry, but not before they did a bump on the windshield of a limo. Jack Perry, like a petulant child, stared into the camera and said, real glass, cry me a river. Which led to a confrontation between and backstage because he's being a little bitch. Um, Which now it looks like I keep up. It looks like they're both suspended. So neither of them are going to be working this week, which is hilarious. No, no. Jack Perry and CM Punk. Punk, because Punk uh, gave him a little chokey chokey. Yeah, put him in his fucking place. Um, hey, but yeah, you brought him in for that. Well, you brought him uh, in to we, be. We don't need to go into all that, but I'm gonna go into it. Because <laughs> no, it's the Bucks and those guys aren't gonna do it. Well, and that's they'd rather be liked than be the locker room leaders. Well, and they don't care, and but, a lot of people are mad. People would be like, "Well, Punk, you know, who gave him the authority to do that?" I go, "Obviously, Tony did." And like, if you want to be mad about that. If Punk's not allowed to tell people they can't do stuff, then Tony needs to be in charge. And Tony's not going to do that either. It's why The Undertaker was the locker room guy. Because Vince wasn't going to be the dude to be in the locker room telling people how to, like, wrestle and how to behave. Because he wasn't behaving. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways. But, But, yeah. So, and it was funny because the show opened with Punk versus Samoa Joe. So, Apparently, because who knows, this is also dirt sheet shit, so it's all whatever. It could be they made thought, up again. Yeah, they thought they were going to have to postpone that match because Jack and Punk got into a scuffle because Jack was throwing a fit like a little bitch. No, a bitch would have more respect. He was like a little punk. Um, it really it just annoyed me because I'm like, all right, I'll go into it a little bit and people can get mad about me. It's, ah, mad at me. it's our podcast. So... Last year, when everything happened where Punk got mad at Hangman, there were people who were like, that happened months ago. Why are you bringing it up? Everyone else had forgotten about it. But now I see maybe some of those same people getting mad at Punk when it's like, Jack's the one doing that now. Like, nobody Mm -hmm. knew about that. And Jack brought it up. What should be 
AEW's biggest moment, they legit set a paid attendance record for wrestling. Mm-hmm. No one has ever sold more tickets to an event than they have in a historic arena. And he needed to fucking take a shot at one of the biggest guys in the company when he's on the free fucking pre-show losing his title. Like, understand your place in the company, bitch. What's the the shot he's taking? I'm so I'm missing a, this. A few weeks ago, Perry he was gonna do a pre-tape, and I don't think they ended up doing it. Um, because I don't remember seeing anything that could have been this. But supposedly he was gonna do a pre-tape to hype up this match before we knew it was gonna happen. Where he was just he was saying he was gonna retire the FTW title, blah blah blah. Yes, blah. I remember that. And he wanted to use real glass in it for some reason. And the story goes that I heard was an agent said, no, you're not going to use real glass. You could get really hurt. It's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And then that was then taken to punk who then told Perry, no, we don't do that shit on Saturdays. Like you can use sugar glass, I guess, if you really want to, or you could just figure out a different way to do it. You don't need to do that. Yeah. Cause Saturday is punk thing is punk. Yeah. It's collision. It's collision. Yeah. Um, which again, if you want, if you don't either one of two things, when people are getting mad, either punk doesn't have that authority and it's Tony's fault mm-hmm. or punk does have that authority and you're just mad. He actually has that authority. That's all it comes down to. And either way, it's Tony's fault because <laughs> Tony's the boss. Big picture. Why? Again, like I said, it's why you yeah. brought punk in one. He's probably the at least one of the biggest draws in wrestling right now. Yeah, yeah. And two, he's got that veteran. Like he's, he's got that Chris Jericho about him to keep shit in line and teach these morons how to work and how to behave and carry yourself. Yeah. So, um, that's the shot because he's, cause he's so, so apparently he's taking a shot out at them like, oh, look, at I punk. use real glass. No, he's, he's saying deal. it directly to Punk. Like, cry me river, I used real glass. Now, here's the funny part. Before I knew about the, the, the kerfuffle at all, Gil and I both laughed about him calling it real glass because it's a windshield. And mm-hmm. windshields don't shatter like real glass does. They're designed no. not to. They're, it's safety glass. Mm-hmm. So I go, he's a dipshit. I said this in a Simpsons meme group I'm in because it's a wrestling Simpsons, Simpsons meme group. Meme group. I know. He's a dipshit for saying it into the camera, and he's a dipshit for calling it real glass because it's that really is not was that yeah it's not really what not, he was yeah. yeah like Goldberg lost lots of money by punching a fucking window because it shat and I told Gil if you watch the match because it's free it's on YouTube you can go watch mm-hmm. it when they get to the ring they're both bleeding like mm-hmm. they really did cut themselves but you know what didn't happen. There were no pieces that went flying into their eyes mm-hmm. or under their nails or, you know, like things that could really fuck you up. It wasn't like Matt Cardona, who is still pulling pieces of glass out of himself from that match he had with what's his face there? The king of oh, the death uh, match, uh, Nick Gage. Yeah, douchebag. Douchebag. Yes, I fucking hate him. I don't like him at all. I think he's an, I don't, and I, it's not because I don't like his wrestling. It's because I don't think he's a good person and it really bothers me. Yes. I mean, cause I, I watched guess. the dark side on him and I'm yes. like, this is not a good person. Like he went to I jail for robbing a bank. That that's probably the nicest it, thing he's done. And he, yeah, in my he, opinion. Yeah. He's like, a, he's kind of a scummy person. 
Yeah, but whatever. Fuck Nick so, Cage. We don't need to even give him light of day. But yeah, so and the po- like this is the this is the whole thing about dirt sheets that annoys me because all these details are coming out where it's like supposedly when Punk sh- when Punk landed from his flight, there was no one from the company to pick him up. He had no car service. Oy. There there were arguments about you know whether the match had been properly promoted. You know he called the number and it bounced back, which you know. But it's just it speaks to the issues I have where Tony's not running a serious company. Like, no, I'm sure that was all innocent. I'm sure that was all innocent, and that doesn't make it better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Again, um, it's just a kid with a big checkbook. Yeah, letting other people set stuff up, and he just puts his name on it. Yeah, that's it. Which would be good if he had people that actually knew how to run a wrestling company. Like yes. that could actually work. But yes, but again. Whatever. That's him having to pay and actually entrust the right people right. to be around him. And he doesn't have those executives yet. No. He needed to hang on to someone like William Regal and people like that that will well, get you there. And that's the other truth that a lot of the, uh, I'll say, the elite fanboys don't want to deal with. Hmm? JR, William Regal, um, um, pick a name have all said uh, Billy Gunn, Arn mm-hmm. Anderson. They've all said they try to help these younger guys, per, you know, put a match together, whatever. And they get laughed at or they get mm-hmm. ignored or they get told like, I know what I'm doing. And that's like the crux of this Jack Perry punk thing. Yep. It's Jack Perry, who, like I said, is on the free show losing Telling CM Punk, you don't get to tell me how to how to do this when CM Punk's done more than Jack Perry will ever do. And like I like Jack, like I can go into it. But when you looked at that four way where it was Darby, Sammy, MJF, Jack, yes, Jack is completely outclassed by all those guys that are essentially his peers. MJF is a prodigy, so okay, but he's ahead of all of them. Darby has really stepped like his fundamentals were always good. He just needs to stop jumping off of shit so much. And his promos have been incredible since they brought in Nick Wayne, because now he has something real that he's tapping into. Like Nick Wayne is really the son of the guy that trained him. He really cares about this kid. So when he's spitting fire, he's saying real things, even if he's not saying real things. But what's the first thing that Darby Allen did though, as well is he latched himself onto a legend of wrestling Thing, yeah. And actually listens to him yep. to get better. He's not. Yep. He's he is still taking some really shit bumps, yeah, but yeah. Sting is also notorious for taking some really shit bumps as well. And like Darby has, in general, if you look at like Darby's kind of calmed down. There's some things yes. he's not doing anymore, and it's like okay, like his he's listening. His in ring is is significantly better than what it was. His mic work is better. His story, like literally everything that he has been doing. If you liked him on the indie circuit, he's ten times better than what he was there. Yeah. Because now he's actually telling the stories better, and he's actually again, people liked him in the indies because he took Jeff Hardy bumps. Yeah. Like now he picks his spots to do them, like Jeff Hardy <laughs> started to do, and they yeah. feel more special, which is what the it- Bucks don't understand. They super kick. It's again, but they're also watching Kenny Omega throw out 150 fucking V triggers a match too. We'll get there. Hold on. We'll get like, there. 
there's nothing special about that move now. So Sammy and Sammy, in my opinion, as someone that doesn't know him, basically needs to mature in his private life, which honestly, from what I'm watching him having a kid, I think is doing that to him. Like he's going to grow up. He's going to grow up a lot because he's got a fucking kid on the way. He has to. And also, he is also latched on to Jericho. And I was just going to say for Sammy, he needs to get away from Jericho because at this point, at this point, it's holding him back from like, so with say with Darby and sting, they made they told the story of Darby and Sting being equals. They view each other as equals now. Like not necessarily legendary status, but like they're partners. Darby's not his sidekick. It's not the protege. It's not the yeah. Padawan. Sammy keeps getting pulled back into being Jericho's sidekick. So that's where every time he takes five steps forward, he takes six steps back because he keeps getting put as his sidekick. But that's where Jericho needs to step in and push him to equal. Or yeah. he needs to do his own thing, but still needs to have that Jericho behind the scenes because that's, that's where a lot of these guys are maturing is by yeah, having yeah. that person behind. Again, the acclaimed. Yeah, yeah. Billy Gunn. Yeah. Like harnessed. They're, but that they're probably best tag team in the business right now them ftr probably the usos like yeah yeah but that's and that's where that speaks to my issues with jericho because i think jericho still wants too much of the he's become hulk hogan he wants too much attention on himself and thinks everything needs to be about him and it's like no you're past that point my friend like he's getting close your time now is to elevate everyone else like that's your job now now is your time to take take the bump and yeah how you doing keep it moving and so then when you come to Jack, like he he needed to turn heel on Hook because yeah. he he had nothing going. He was just identity. there. Yeah, he was just there. Luchasaurus so that's turned again. heel on him and is yeah. doing his thing and progressed. And then Jack's just kind of still jangling out, boiling around. Yeah. So so that's where it's. Yeah, and that's where it's, this is also one of those things where, like, this as the story continues to come out, it's looking more and more like Jack was throwing a fit, and maybe Punk needed to get suspended, maybe he didn't, but like more people are being like, no, Punk was right here, like Jack yeah. was act was assing off, and he he needs to stop. And there's so, no there's no executive in the backstage that's going to yeah. slap him down and be like, you don't have a Triple H back there. Yeah. Who's your COO? Who's going to like step in to do that? Like Tony, well, Tony isn't going to do that. So when I watched that, um, what, Maybe are, Mark what they called it, but Mark's Mark's doing more of the charity shit now. But like Mark, Mark probably again, would, yeah. but Mark's doing a lot of the charity work, which good because he's good. He's good at it and he's good for it. Um, when I watched that fucking backstage show, they did, I can't remember what it was, but the reality show, I, I real they showed a lot of stuff with Tony and I realized like Tony's actually kind of a nightmare to work for. Yeah. Because everything's great. Everything's the best. Everything's fantastic. And it's like you're huh. not getting any meaningful feedback that way. Like who, who else sounds like that? <laughs> this is the best. This is great. It's fantastic. It's so good. But, I love the poorly educated. But anyway. So yeah. Anyways. So then First match on the pay-per-view was Samoa Joe and CM Punk. Punk won. Punk was healing. Punk was healing pretty good. Um, 
got some that's, juice, which surprised me. Jerk right there. Well, so here's the thing. This is what I told Gil because I was kind of not sure about the card. I'm like, I don't know. They haven't really built it right. You know, they haven't really built this all up. And then I'm watching it and I'm like, none of these matches. Like they're all this really is a super card because like there was no match you could have put before them that was less important. Mm -hmm. Like everything mattered. So like it was just a matter of who goes first. And, and it happened to be Joe and Punk, which was it, was a good way to start it. Too. I was going to say it didn't happen to be. That's those two guys knowing. Yeah, yeah. They don't need the push. They don't need the the rub. They don't need that. And it's yeah. going to. They know they're going to be able to put on a show and set the bar high and hope everyone keeps the bar there. And I got to look up now. I heard oh. they did. I, I saw some of the details. And I saw Punk really uh, gooning it up there, uh, healing it up, where every time Joe tried to do something on the outside, like he would slide back in the ring. And he was like really like avoiding confrontation and really irritating Joe. And that's honestly what we need. We need like oh, super right. over the top heel CM Punk. He did his so victory the- lap and came back and, and <clears> hurt <throat> himself giving hugs and shit. Now let's get super heel super heel punk yeah like i said punk's calling himself the real world champion which is a pretty heel thing to do so yes um i will also because i forgot to mention this mercedes monet was in the stadium and shown in the stadium sasha oh, she's not super happy with her new japan push no don't forget tony and new japan work together because osprey's on this card osprey's yeah. on this card so osprey is god he's so fucking good I know. He's all right. So I'm going. He's got to be the order. best on the mic too. I love listening to. Listen, I MJF love listening is to the best on the stick. Ah, I love listening to a dude from England be like, "Bruh," like just a super heavy like. It it made uh, me laugh. He dropped like three bruvs and a chav on Wednesday at the contract. I'm like, oh my god, he's laying it on thick. Like, bruv, bruv, this is about this is about my life, bruv. Like it was hilarious. But I, I, I don't know something about listen, like hearing a dude with like a like I love the Kingsman movies and like I love all of that like like the accent and the I guess it makes it it feels like <laughs> how we speak in New England I guess yeah we have super heavy accents we talk like stupid fucking lingo and shit like ours is like the wicked that's fucking wicked bro like we have like those like. So when I hear him like pop up, bro, bro, it's like, by the way, yeah, punk put a spinning toe hold on Joe for Terry and they called it out on oh. commentary tribute to Terry Funk spinning toe hold. It was the trios match, the golden elite versus bullet club gold. <laughs> it was actually pretty good. I'm not a big Kenny fan. It was actually pretty good because I really like juice Robinson as a heel. I actually yes. like Jay White. I think I've, I don't know if I've said this on here. Jay White reminds me of like 1998 Hunter when Hunter was still, he was built, but he was slim and he was still hungry. He moves like Hunter used to move. He does. He hasn't bulked himself up yet. He hasn't yeah. roided himself Roided yet. himself out. Yeah. <laughs> he comes back from a leg injury and he's like, Rrr. and you're like, come on, Bane, bro. And I, bro. I like, 
I like Takeshita. Like w- when he got in the ring, I'm mm-hmm. like, I like this big Japanese man. He's a fucking maniac, dude. New Japan, like I'll watch New Japan over anything because they can fucking they. <sighs> but this goes to what I I've said sometimes, like when Eddie Kingston wrestles some of the New Japan legends, and where it's just a chop fest, and I'm like. I can't remember who it was. It was the, he's the the bulldog. He's oh, um, a Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, Suzuki. No, that's that's Murder Grandpa. Suzuki's Murder Grandpa. Who the fuck are you talking about then? The other oh, there's another guy I, that's I know. got no neck. His, the, yeah, yeah. His small stock. That's it. Because he, yeah. he he fought Suzuki. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so that's my point. Is that Anyways. when I see those guys wrestle guys that aren't huge fans of theirs, like at this age. I feel like they have better matches because they're actually just doing a wrestling match. Yes. And I love Eddie, but when Eddie gets in with those guys, he just wants to chop because he thinks that's the coolest thing ever. And it's boring. Um, I to, think it's so also to, his time to actually be able to hit people and not have them fucking complain. So he's like, I can actually chop people and be a little more physical without people yeah. fucking cry. That's why him and Mox go together because they don't, I can, we can Mox, actually... We'll get to that too. I think Mox needs help. Um, oh, he's back but, at slide. Oh, hold on. Uh, we'll get to my point about it. Come on. I, I, I think I think he's sober. That's not my point. I think oh. he substituted his booze for blading. Like I think the reason he's getting so much juice is because it's giving him a dopamine hit. Oh, that's, that's a good just point. me. Because he's like, he was in AEW for two years drunk, and he was not blading this fucking much all the goddamn time. And then all of a sudden he gets sober and he bleeds in every fucking match. But he was every also match. that guy in CZW too, though. Okay. But so anyway. maybe he's just maybe this is this is happy spot. Back to the trios. Anyway, well, that's why I think this match was actually better because even though these guys get along, they're not best friends just doing their fucking spots. Mm-hmm. So like Jay and Juice are pushing Kenny and Hangman. And Coda to actually have a match and put a match on because it was actually pretty good. And uh, Takeshita pinned Kenny Omega to win. So Bullet Ooh. Club Gold beat the Elite. I'm good with that. Then we have World Tag Team Championship match the greatest tag team in the world versus the Young Bucks. And the Bucks lost like they should. Good. Uh, and then mm. after the match, like and they they did a lot of false finishes. It was it was it was an FTR match because it was built well. Um, FTR did the handshake where it's like, okay, you've earned our respect, and the Bucks walked out on them. I'm like, oh, oh. being little piss ants, you are. All right, cool. Work or shoot? I, it was a work. Okay, it I mean, work. you never know. I believe it's work. It's got to no, be. No, I know you're, you're going to go back for like the one FTR. We know they're on their way out as a tag team. Well, so they got a couple. Years. So what I hope, I'll tell you what I hope, because uh, Santana and Ortiz came back for the Stadium Ooh. Stampede thing. What I really hope the the next thing's going to be is FTR versus Santana and Ortiz, full gear. Santana and Ortiz get the belts mm-hmm. because they both look good, and they've been in the company since day one. Yes, and honestly, it's their time. Weren't they and like F- the first like big like? Like the first like two that were like big to show up, like they jumped. 
I think the Bucks or somebody, and it was like, oh shit, it's it was Lucha Brothers versus Bucks in a ladder match, and mm-hmm. then yeah, Santana Ortiz came out the end, attacked both, and then the first Dynamite they joined Inner Circle. So it was like the first like big like, oh shit, these guys, like, oh yeah. shit, people are like invasion style of like, yeah, yeah, oh, like these are who's showing up, yeah, and then after that it just went wild. And they they just and but it's it's their time and I think with FTR take that step back they got three years I think on their contract I think that was what they signed for put them in against every tag team you have and they're gonna teach them all how to wrestle and they're gonna build that division they're gonna yeah. do what the Bucks should have done and didn't do and aren't going to do but I think that's where right. you're going to end up going I would like oh I would like to see uh, <laughs> uh, Briscoe there. Mark join join up with them and make a run at the uh the old what the hell do they call it? I don't know. The trios the trios championship. Words. I was oh, looking okay. I didn't I was gonna say the triple championship. I'm like, what the fuck? But you bring Mark in with them and they win the trios. I think that like that's just well, but they've also been they've been lining Mark up to have a run with the ROH World Title, which would also be amazing. But he's got to get healthy because he's hurt. He's hurt right now. Yeah. Um, but, I mean FTR and the Briscoe, you know. I know. But that's where they were teasing CMFTR doing it. So you know, whatever. There's options. So then, Stadium Stampede. Mox, Claudio, Yuta, Santana, and Ortiz versus Eddie. Penta, El Cero, Miero, Orange Cassidy, Trent, and Chuck. And it was a garbage match. Like, I don't use that term lightly. But that's I don't your, like using that term, but it was a fucking garbage match. That's your garbage match. That was a big garbage match. And, yep. like, it won with... Oh, I forget who brought it in. Did fucking... So... Whatever. Um. Oh, yeah. So somebody brought in a bucket with a bottle in it, broke it to glass. And Orange Cassidy put the duct tape on his hand backwards, put his fist into the glass, oh, the and day. won with the glass orange punch. Who did he that's, pin? I forget who he thought. That's pinned. pretty cool. Oh, he pinned Claudio. I don't like glass. I don't even care if it's sugar glass. Just don't use it. It doesn't, like... Here's my thing. As someone who watched fucking Mankind introduce thumbtacks to WWF and get slammed through a hell in a cell live on pay-per-view. I was there for that as well. Mankind earned Mick Foley earned that right. Like you believed he was a maniac Mm -hmm. that would use thumbtacks. When the bucks put poor thumbtacks out, I go, they're playing wrestlers. I don't believe either one of them are crazy enough to legitimately. I mean, we're pushing two hours. I think that's, I know just, I got to get through the results, though. We're talking yes, about it. I can't just leave people. Let's go. Um, so then it was the four-way for the women's title. Soraya won because, of course, she did. Ah, oh, fuck her. I fuck know. Fuck her. Fuck her stupid fucking boyfriend who's a fucking The joke transphobe. I made, the joke I made because she brought the whole family out. So her mom was there. Her dad was there. Her brothers were there. And she came out with a top where she had the Union Jack over her tits. Mm-hmm. And I go, wearing the Union Jack on her tits, making her family proud. Um, where's the rock? Why wasn't the rock out there? Wasn't he like a big part of like that came up in the uh, media scrum? Did it really? Are we, are we going to, somebody asked her, are we going to get a fighting with my family too? Um, no, 
I know. But then, and then they teased the whole thing where her and Tony couldn't get along because they both wanted to win the title. So whatever. Well, and then again, they showed, you know, and that's what Gil actually said when they showed Mercedes. He's like, mm. I don't like what that means for the four way. I go Soraya versus Mercedes because it's the return match because Mercedes put her out of the business for five years. He's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's probably what we're going to see. Um, coffin match. Darby and Sting versus Swerve Stick- Strickland and Christian Cage. Uh, hmm. I'm trying to remember who got who won. Oh, yeah. Uh, Swerve got put in the coffin and Darby and Sting won. Okay. It was a now see and now here's the thing that was a coffin match a lot of hardcore spots I would not classify that as a garbage match because they were smart spots and they were safe they didn't have to resort to yeah stupid bleeding yeah. Us, I, a I, fucking, again, bleeding and blood is used for instances for storytelling to push it I mean if you don't have Austin with the blood running down his forehead and through yeah. his teeth in the sharpshooter. That's what makes that whole moment iconic. And what and, of it, and the what level else makes it, it yeah, yeah. What else makes it iconic is that nobody else bled on that entire card. Yes. If there so, was blood in every match, that moment would have not mattered as much. No, and if every if the running gag is that you as a wrestler when you sneeze, your forehead explodes. <laughs> yeah. And you exactly. bleed like okay, like Nobody gives a shit anymore. Like the novelty of blood now has worn off. That's what makes it feel so special in the WWE right now. It's because it's known there's this big like no blood, you know, no right. blading. So when somebody bleeds, it's usually the hard way or it's not. And it makes it that much more special because they don't use it. They use yeah. it for storytelling. When Brock Lesnar split open Randy Orton and just completely obliterated him with an elbow to the point where Jericho had a shit fit and thought it was just Brock going into business for himself yeah. in the backstage, that's what makes those spots that much more. I'm talking about it. So obviously yeah. it makes the storytelling that much better. If you do it in every match that you do it in, then – one, your wrestling sucks that much that you have to be a carny. And two, like that, like I don't, I don't know. I guess I hit it all with the one. Like you literally just become. Well, that's a carny. what annoys me is that Mox is doing all this jujitsu, like he's actually like doing jujitsu, and I'm like, okay, why don't you use that in the ring? Like, do that, work it, work it. But, like, it'd be a lot more interesting, and he'd be a lot more believable as that, like, crazy motherfucker that'll fuck you up if he acts like John Moxley and starts doing fucking jujitsu shit. Yeah. And, does, th- and like, does a judo throw. Also, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. You can, like, that's more believable of a badass than I fucking bleed, brother. Like, fuck off. Yeah, I come anyway. in, and I, you know, I hit you with a lariat, and then when you pop up, I come doing a running scissor takedown into an arm bar or something. It's like, yeah. oh shit! Like you don't expect that from that dude. So and you can show be a little loose and chops. You can be a little loose and sloppy with it. And it still looks good because you're just it's your. It looks like you're actually fighting somebody. Mm-hmm. It's not whatever. So then it was Jericho versus Will Osprey, which was a very good match. Um, Osprey won as he should. Uh, Jericho, of, Jericho offended me because he played with Fozzy to play Judas to the ring, so he got to play in Wembley. Which is fine. I don't care about I'm that. Okay with that. 
But before he tried to do the Freddie Mercury moment with the oh, and I'm, I, that annoyed me. That offended me deeply because mm. you're not Freddie Jericho. You never will be. Um, Nigel announced that they set the world record. Then it was trios titles, House of Black versus the acclaimed with badass Billy Gunn, not daddy ass. And the acclaimed one. Um, so acclaimed and Billy are now trios champions, which I'm happy with. Scissor me, daddy ass. Exactly. And then it was MJF versus Adam Cole. It was fantastic storytelling. MJF won. It was a great match. I loved it. And um, they did the whole story after the fact. Where they had What I didn't expect was they had Roddy Strong run down and throw the belt into Cole and be like, hit him, hit him with it. And then Cole was like, I can't. Because that was the story of the match is that MJF was healing a little bit, but it was like, we're buddies. It's okay. Like they, they did the one thing where he they did sportsmanship they did the handshake mm-hmm. and it was fine and then like the third time he does it he rakes his eyes real quick and then he's like and he just <laughs> smiles and goes like i'm the king but he's and then he goes over he's like my bad that was my bad and then cole all of a sudden starts healing on him and like starts like going vicious and he's like dude what are you like there's that genuine moment where it's like i thought we were friends mm. oh. oh come on come on you're friends okay they're friends but they're, you know, they're all of a sudden switching where MJF, like he pulls the diamond ring out and he can't bring himself to hit it because it's his friend. He doesn't want to cheat his friend. And Adam's like fucking gives him a tombstone on the table. Blah, 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 blah. Like, and then, you know, it, so then, and I told, because they, oh, that's what they did too. They did a double clothesline, which is a little schlocky because they pointed at each other and go double clothesline. So they both start going, trying to hit each other with a clothesline back and forth, hit each other with a double clothesline, cover each other. One, two, three. It's a draw. And then the fans explode. They're like, no way. And then Adam goes five more minutes to call back to when they had their first title match. Five more minutes. And Max goes, no. And everyone's like, oh, and he goes, no, five minutes isn't enough. We're going till we have a, f-. and he says, we're going till we have a winner in fucking Wembley. And then the crowd explodes because it's babyface MJF. Like, no, we're going to go. And then they even have it where, so MJF beats him. He gets, the, you know, they great. And then Cole's in the corner and he's just, and that's what I told Gil. I go, it'll break Cole because it's MJF really is a better wrestler. Like, mm. all this time, even as they've been friends, Adam Cole believed he was the better wrestler, and MJF just cheated him. And it's like, no, he's just a better wrestler than you now. So Cole's in the corner just, you know, pouting, and MJF's like, come on, bud. They still love you. It's okay. And he goes out and gets the tag titles they won. He goes, see? And he hands it to him, and Cole fucking whips it out of the ring. Like, fuck that. Get that away from me. And then MJF fires up. He's like, oh, that's it? You never cared about me. It was always about the fucking title. Fine. Fuck you. And he throws the belt at him and turns around and goes, go ahead. Do it. Hit me. Do it. And so, again, they do the inversion where Cole gets up and he's going to do it. And then he can't do it. And they hug and they're friends. And it's like, that's fucking wrestling. That's fucking storytelling. It all made sense. And then poor Roddy Strong's up on the stage with the kingdom crying because his friend doesn't like him anymore. (laughs) Oh, no. And he's Adam! Adam! The other thing, by the way, I forgot that was hilarious in the coffin match was there was a table spot 
And Sting oh went to do a like went to do like a splash off just the ring apron onto a table, mm-hmm. and the table didn't break. Oh! And so then he got back up and did a leg drop, and it was more like an ass drop to like snap the table and mm-hmm. get it to break. And then Excalibur goes, Sting showing everyone here that he is the table, and I go, he yes. said the thing. <laughs> How I bring nothing to the table when I'm the, when table. I'm the table. But yeah, no, it was. It was very good. I was like, I was very happy. I'm like, this was all, this was good wrestling. This was a good afternoon of wrestling. It sounds, and then I found I mean, out after, I found out after the fact that, you know, Punk and Perry got into a scuffle. <laughs> I'm like, little, really, guys? We can't have one show, <laughs> right? I uh, want to go see them at uh, Author Ash. I want to go see my team. I want to go see them there. Yeah, that'd be a good show. They were they, they put were there. Shows there. Yeah, I wanted like of all things, I've never seen CM Punk wrestle live. Neither have I. I was supposed to twice and I didn't get to do it either time. I saw I've seen Brock Lesnar. <laughs> like young Lesnar before he had ever won a title. Yeah, I don't think I ever Brock saw Lesnar. I got to see um Austin Undertaker versus Sean and Triple H. At Madison Square Garden. Ooh. And it was, and he, uh, Austin stunned China. And it, yeah, they, yeah he told me this. He talked about this on air. One day they aired it. So they must have been doing it in the dark matches and stuff to see how it would go over. And then it aired on Raw. And I was like, yo, I saw this before it happened on Raw. So I don't think, I don't think I ever saw Stone Cold wrestle. Because I was supposed to, when they did the In Your House in Rochester, which was um, Cold Day in Hell, that was mm-hmm. like the first event where I was like, can we go? Because I was so young. I'm like, can we go? And like my grandma tried to get test tickets and just, it was a different time. It was like before. Oh, there were, you know, whatever. Um, and when I think the couple times we went to Raw was when he was out with his neck injury. Mm. And then I, when I went to a house show, that was when Sean had come back after his career-ending back injury. Oh, lost his um, smile. Yeah, no, that was that was before this. That was that was the other time. Um, mm. But it was the 2001 run when they had like the ladder match with him and Triple H, so he was feuding with Triple H. Oh. So that was after Austin had left again too. So I don't think I've ever seen Stone Cold wrestle. Hmm. I had the one. That was it. I'm trying to think of what else. By the way, that's part of that show. Shawn Michaels performed twice and he wrestled the Brooklyn Brawler for the championship. And it was a fantastic match. Yeah. Shawn wrestled himself. (laughs) Brooklyn Brawler was solid, man. He did. I know. I know. And I think George the Animal Steel was on the, the card as well as a. Okay. As a, um, I want to call him a valet manager. Yeah, yeah, because he was probably he was agenting at the time, if I remember right. Yeah, I'm he was trying one to, of the road agents. I'm trying to think who he worked with. But, so by the way, to shit on yeah. Sean real quick, because um, I was watching Reliving the War, and they're just they're at the part where Rock's the corporate champion, and I had forgotten about this. Oh, so I knew I knew Sean was commissioner. And they were doing a whole thing where Sean was being like, no, DX was mine. You guys need to stop pretending, even though he was allied with Vince. 
and there's a segment where he puts the boots to X-Pac and he's kicking him and then he stops and acts like he, his back's bothering him. He goes, ooh, but he's doing the fake Sean where it's like, my back doesn't really bother me. And I'm like, you were such a piece of shit. Oh, God, like, yeah. <laughs> you fucking prick. Oh, God, yeah. And then, like, to hear all the stories about him and Marty Jannetty and the shit yeah. that they used to do, it's like, wow, you were a scumbag before well, you and, were even a superstar. Yeah, yeah, it was just, he was a, he was always a head case. And that's what kind of made me laugh, because I read Bret Hart's autobiography. Mm-hmm. So he talked about, and the way he phrased it at the time, now mind you, this was, he wrote it. I think a year or two before they had made up. So mm. it was before he had come back and did this, the run uh, uh, in like Oh nine or whatever it was. Yeah. So he was not, he hadn't, he hadn't fully forgiven Sean yet, but he was still, mm. it was he wasn't still as, he wasn't as days. angry. Yeah. Um, but he talked about how, from his perspective, when Sean was trying to get away from Marty and Brett was starting to go more solo away from Jim, it was because both of them wanted to be both of them wanted to wrestle. Both of them wanted to be wrestlers and the other guys were basically dragging them down because they were partiers. And so yep. that's where, you know, Sean, got, and it's funny to see that where it's like Sean became what he was trying to get away from. Yeah. Like for a while there, he was Marty and triple H became his Sean where he yeah, had absolutely. to babysit him. You know, yeah. when you talk about how they they're so fucked up on Soma's, that he can't even sit up at a Denny's and yeah. they have to like literally walk him out to have him sleep in like the rental and shit. Like, like he was a nightmare and that's, and that's the only reason they kept triple H around too was because triple H didn't do that shit. So yeah. he would be their driver. So you'd have him driving and Sean and Nash and hall and Waltman just all fucked up. And then triple H playing babysitter. It's one of those things I think about sometimes where because <clears throat> Sean would threaten to go, you know, I'm going to go to WCW and just be with my friends. He would tell Vince that when everything was going on with Brett and go. Well, here's the thing. I really believe that if he had gone, Sean Michaels would have probably died. He Absolutely. probably would have. He would have just 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 gone, just been gone. In Hall and I wonder. Too. Well, that's what I'm saying. I wonder if Nash and Hall had stayed, if like Vince had relented and given them a little more money, and if they had stayed, if they all would have been better off. If because being all together, they weren't as bad as they all got separately. Mm. You know what I mean? Like when you look at it, yeah, they were you and Somas and shit, but like Nash never got Nash was better in WWF as far as that shit goes. Then WCW, where there was no, uh, there, you know, there was no adult in the room. Fucking Hogan had beer in the locker room, so they'd all fucking crack beers before the fucking show. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they're doing their pills and shit. I think Michaels and Hall still have the issues that they have. Yes, and God knows where they would have ended up at. I think. Nash's actual wrestling career probably goes much longer and he's yeah. probably actually even more successful just probably. based on how much McMahon loves big men. Well, and if they had all stayed, 
when Triple H started to do that climb within the company, mm-hmm. which he was going to do no matter what. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think Nash would have gone along with him. I think Nash yeah. would have been would have worked himself into a more booking position. And I mm-hmm. don't mean I'm not shitting on Nash of like, oh, he would have booked himself. No, no. I, no, I no. think Nash had a good mind for the business. And Scott yes. did, too. That's why I wish Hall could have cleaned himself up, because I think mm-hmm. Hall had a leg- had a great mind for the business that really could have helped the business like he yep. could have taught younger guys because he didn't care like the, the story about him putting over jericho where he's like he understood when he was bulletproof and when was his time to get other people over even mm-hmm. if other people didn't understand that but the but the but there's the reason as to why they understood it too though is because they were being compensated yeah so a lot of these guys wouldn't want to do the job because they didn't feel like they were being compensated properly. And then like it's like, well, no, if like if you're not gonna pay me what I'm worth, I'm gonna continue to push to be on top so that I can get the extra revenue stream for my merch and shit like yeah. that. Like I'm not gonna do the job if like if you're not paying me. And that's why I think WCW worked so well the way it did, is because everybody was getting paid. And nobody had a problem doing the job except for like what Hogan? Hulk Hogan. <laughs> like that's the only that's the biggest egomaniac in the room, and the only person that you ever heard who had an issue with doing the job. And Goldberg, but that was different. That was inexperience. That was being green and being told yeah. that you're the best ever and not. Like that's yeah. That's on Bischoff and and what's his face yeah. there, um, God Russo. Russo. That's on those guys for bringing this just big must for bringing in Stone Cold Steve Austin 2.0 and being like, yes, we want you to go out there and just we want you to kick Bret Hart's fucking head off, okay? Yeah. We don't need that Canadian dude no more. Just yeah, kick his head into oblivions and we'll go ahead and we'll have some maple syrup and call it a day. So that part where where I'm at in reliving the war, which is like December first, second week of December '98, Brett is legitimately injured, and I can't remember. I think he talked about it in his book, but I'd forgotten about it. He's legitimately like his knee is hurt. I don't know mm-hmm. if he needs to just rehab it. I think he just needs to rehab it. So what do they do? They book him in a main event to win the U.S. title from fucking Page from DDP. So he wins the title, and it's because they talk because the guy talks about it. He's not on TV until February because he's hurt and he needs time off to rehab his knee. That's the problem with WCW. Yes. Making that kind of stupid call that makes no sense because mm-hmm. I don't know why. I mean, it's going to be the same thing with AEW. I know. Because, like, when you name your championships the TNT championship and the TBS championship, yeah, that drives me up. Ap- like you're gonna have to rename those at some point in time. I know. Like you're just pandering. Like they, you already signed the deal with them. You don't need to pander to them. Puts like there's nothing. It's why everyone laughs at the Universal Championship. I know. Because it's. Like, there's no prestige around something as clowny as that. Oh, man, I was a three-time TNT champion. 
Like, fuck out of here. Anything anything else. The one thing... The one thing I'll should they should have been the TV titles because that's yes. what they are, and I love I love the, the idea of a TV title. I just mm-hmm. always have. I don't know why. Probably because I watched WCW Saturday Night when Booker T was the TV champion. Um, Mister Saturday Night, Rob Van Dam, who had it in ECW yeah. for all those years. Um, the one thing I'll give Tony credit for because I genuinely appreciate this is they they had like the two hundredth episode or the five hundredth episode. I think it was five hundredth. Well, I don't know. Whatever. No, it had to be 200 of Dynamite. So they did like a little quick retrospective package. And they left Cody in. They didn't erase Cody. He hasn't erased Cody. And I'm like, I hope he keeps that energy going forward. Because you know what? Yes. It is nice to have a wrestling company that will acknowledge its history and not fix it to whatever the modern perspective is. You know or what I mean? Or just be so bitter that you're like, we're not going to talk about that guy that was here because he left us to go back. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. He had some of the best, ma- like the storytelling between him and and uh, Dustin, like yeah, fantastic. Like he, had, he was, a, I mean, he was a big part of the company. Like you don't just pretend that didn't happen. No, but he also understood how to tell the stories, and and that's why, like. That is a reason why he is now one of the biggest over in WWE because he knows how to book wrestling and do wrestling and tell stories. And these guys are like, I'm a fucking super kick. It's a super <laughs> kick party. Oh, snap my leg. Like, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> we should go. Rest in peace, Terry Funk. You were possibly the best. You were possibly, like, I will listen to Cornette talk about it. And I think in when you look back at it, he may not have been the biggest star ever, the biggest draw ever, but nobody was bigger, longer, in more places than Terry Funk. 50 and, years. And everyone loved him. Like, I'm sure somebody has a bad story about Terry Funk, but yep. everyone talked, I mean, Brett wanted to, in, for those that have never watched it, Beyond the Mat, it is a documentary. It's got a perspective. But the retirement match there, Brett wanted to drop the belt to Terry. Mm-hmm. He wanted to drop the belt to Terry. And Terry's like, no, that doesn't make sense. I am honored. Thank you. But no. Yeah. Like, that's how much people loved Terry Funk. Here's how good Terry Funk was. I was introduced to Terry Funk as Chainsaw Charlie. Chainsaw that Charlie. Was my, that was my first introduction to Terry Funk. Might and I well. still love Terry Funk because that's how good he was. Like, so for those that don't know who Chainsaw Charlie is, let me give You're you just, off. let me just give you an idea of what this guy looked like. They put a package on the stage. A and box, it was like this big, a plywood yeah, box. It was this big, like, oh man, what's gonna be in the box? What's gonna be in the box? Uh, and then Terry Funk with a stocking on his head and the stupidest, like, fucking red suspenders, like, outfit, chainsaws his way out of it, and then just comes down with jeans, like a red top, and suspenders on, chainsaws his way out of the uh, the box. And then has a feud with Mick Foley, Mankind, uh, which they'd already had, I don't know, 20 years before that 
in not 20 Japan. years. It was like probably 20 fucking years. It seemed like no, it, it was five. This, it was literally five same, years before. They, they look like it's 20 years because they look like fucking actors, <laughs> bro. But literally, it was just literally five years before. They just do the same thing that they did in Japan. And Mick was like fantastic. 30. <laughs> Mick looked like he was fucking 60. And I don't like Terry Funk looked like he was already 90. Like those dudes, the shit that they put themselves through in Japan aged them every year was like four years. They looked like <sighs> old fucking boot leather. But and still but that's them. what they talked about. That's what Cornette talked about too. Like when you look at like sixties and seventies era Terry too, like it's a completely different guy. Absolutely. It's you would not believe it's the same person. It's like Ric Flair. When you go back yeah. to like early Ric Flair, he was a bodybuilder. Like he, he was jacked. Yeah. People don't realize he, that he was in a plane crash and broke his back. And that's why he had all of the excess skin because he lost so much muscle mass. He was and he had his, when he first got in, he had his head shaved. He looked like yes. a fit dust because Dusty looked fit, even though Dusty was always barrel. But yeah. Dusty used to be bigger. He wanted to be Dusty. He mm-hmm. wanted to be Dusty Rhodes. So like, yep. yeah, he doesn't look the yeah, but and because it's do you know, because I mean, it's out there. I'm not breaking anything. Do you know what happened with Bray? Because they released what happened to Bray. Um, what I had heard was that he had contracted COVID in February. It yep. bubbled up a underlying heart issue that yep. he had and that he died suddenly of a heart attack. Yes, that's and a little more has come out. But, yeah, basically that where it's like everyone, it's he, he was working his way back to getting cleared and it looked like he was going to be OK and just had a freak heart attack. Yeah, and. We've seen it's this with a lot of athletes who, uh, it, it's just, it's a, people, uh, and for anybody who wants to say something stupid, don't do it. Because yeah. there are athletes like Reggie Lewis who played for the Celtics who dropped dead during a practice because yeah. he had an undiagnosed heart issue. Uh, the same thing goes with Len Bias, who was the number one pick for the Celtics as well. Um, did some cocaine on the night that he was drafted, and he also had an undiagnosed heart issue and died. Uh, these things have been happening for very long times, and until you find out that there's an issue, it's already too late. Yeah. And well, and that's why I wanted to say something because for anyone that knows wrestling, I know people may jump to some conclusions about what got him, and I want to clarify because, like. It was he didn't do anything wrong, like no. so. Don't and he, he's leaving behind kids, so yep. like no reason to, to besmirch the man. But it wasn't an OD. He nope. wasn't he a suicide. Wasn't, nope, it wasn't anything like that. He wasn't battling demons. He was nope. literally just trying to. He got sick. He had, he had a, a horrible bad deal. case of COVID. He was pushing himself to get healthy. And there happened to be a heart condition that he didn't know about, and he died of a heart attack. And just real quick, we've talked about Keith Lee. This is why I'm just happy for Keith Lee to do whatever he can do, because Mm -hmm. we don't know what he's got going on. And I don't want, you know, in three months to all of a sudden have the headline be Keith Lee's fucking dead from a heart attack due to COVID complications, you know? Yeah, like... I'm just so tired of mainstream media 
and the the vaccination agenda of like yeah yeah like it like this has nothing to do with or without him being vaccinated it, the big picture is that covid is a pandemic and the last one that we saw was the spanish flu back a hundred plus years ago mm-hmm. so to to downplay the significance of something along those lines that you literally don't see for centuries not decades centuries and to then take that and be like oh it's because of you know vaccinations and this or that no it's because it was a catastrophic fucking illness that swept across the world and killed a lot of people well before their time yep. with or without a vaccination yep and, and on that note, and on yeah. that note, on the super low note, go fuck yourselves. And thank <laughs> you for tuning in. Uh, be safe. Be good. Do good. Stockton, but I'm passionately moving sonic. Blasting me the level like attack a beast. So every time they rap with me, I got them stepping back like Luca Doncic. Foot is on the pedal, I've been creeping, about to drop a bomb. Soaking up the devil like a bee beside the